This is the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Barstool Talk Daily. Except it's really early in the morning and no booze. For the most part. And thank you so much. Good morning and welcome everybody. Thanks for joining us today. It is the Buzz Adams Morning Show, Thursday, June the 16th. With uh, Father's Day on the way Sunday, we've got a dynamite show for you. We're going to have some more. Uh, we're going to have some more invitations to Joanna and Nico's skate party, which is going to be this afternoon. Yeah, right. at the outlet shops in West El Paso, and all the invitations include a fifty-dollar gift card, which you could use at any of the stores at the outlet shops. Also. A couple of the original Latin kings of comedy are going to join us. Paul Rodriguez is going to be on the show, and Alex Raimundo. Mm-hmm. Alex was part of that original lineup. That's right, right. yeah. Does he still have his uh, tequila company with Ron? I believe so. Yeah, it, it was called, uh, it was a pun on some type of word. God. Million to Juan, or something like that, or Hole in Juan. <laughs> Numero Juan. Numero Juan, that's right. Is that what it was? Numero Juan, that's right. I knew I'd get around to it. You know, he was, he and Ron White were brother in laws for a while. Oh, yeah. That's right. Ron married uh, Alex's sister, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think they must have started at the same little bar or. Who, Ron and Alex Raimundo? Yeah, like, I, I think they. Saw comedy together. At some point, they were doing comedy growing up together, at least. So, uh, Paul Rodriguez, Alex Raimundo, I think there are a couple others on the bill for the Joey for Medina. The Amador. Is Joey is mm-hmm. uh, Joey Medina on the on the Amador show? He is. And then in about a week, there's going to be a show in El Paso, and it's going to. I don't. Is Alex part of that show? No, Alex okay, will not so, be part of that. That's so, going to be like right. the newer. That one's for the 25th anniversary. But Johnny Sanchez is going to be part of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, going to be a few other comics on the bill, but they've got a show at the Amador coming up, I believe, Saturday in Las Cruces. So uh, Paul Rodriguez and Alex Raimundo are both going to join us later on the show today. Have you guys heard what they're dealing with in Odessa, Texas? Mm-hmm. No, no, what's going yeah. on over there? Yeah, what's going on in Odessa? Water's out. Uh-oh. And uh, their record... Water's out? Like they released some water or... Nobody get water to come out of their tap. Oh, water's out. Yeah. Residents of Odessa have been improvising emergency water supplies after a water system failure has left them high and dry now for days. <gasps> Amid record-scorching heat, even as utility crews scrambled yesterday to restore normal service. The city said that about 165,000 homes and businesses were without water. They either lost the water altogether, so nothing was coming out of the tap, or uh, there was no pressure. And Odessa, 165,000 homes and businesses have to be almost all uh, in in a town yeah, the size of Odessa. You mean Odessa? Yeah, right. You know, what do you think the population of Odessa is? Like 150,000? Uh, and then Midland's probably a couple hundred thousand? They're kind of 
They're kind of the same. It's missing Odessa, yeah. right? Odessa's water treatment plant was back online by about 8 a.m. yesterday, but a recharging process was taking places. Uh, so we don't know if people in Odessa, ODG would know. Okie dokie guys in Odessa. Odessa listener, so, but I only think he listens to the, to the uh, Buzz Adams on demand. Anyway, they've got water trucks that are going around. People are taking containers and tubs and filling up, so they're able to to you know, cook and clean and, and wash their hands. And some people have access to wells, and they're sharing with their neighbors, but. Yeah, this has been a really bad time for Odessa to run out of water as, uh, you know, they've got some record high temperatures going on. All right, let's uh, preview what else is coming up on the show today. Joanna Barba is going to take us through entertainment news coming up later. What do we have as far as entertainment goes, Joanna? You all right? Yes. <laughs> I thought I had my mic off. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Uh, we have our first look as of Ryan Gosling as Ken for the new Barbie movie. He's sporting bleach blonde hair. I saw the spray picture. Tan, abs, and personalized underwear. I don't know sending what the, the internet into a frenzy. I don't know what the plan is here, but isn't uh-huh. Ryan Gosling like a middle aged guy? Let's see, Ryan like forty five. He's probably in his early forties, at least. Yeah. Wouldn't you imagine like the characters of Ken and Barbie to be in their twenties, yeah. like early twenties? That's what I. Because think about it, Barbie's got a younger sister, Skipper. Skipper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, B- Barbie's moved on by now. She's kind of in a different phase of her life, right? Yeah. Oh, so this. That's is, a good point. She, yeah. she has a whole playhouse now. Yeah, she's got her own. She, Malibu it's not a playhouse. House. It's a dream house. She's dude. got a dream house. <laughs> <laughs> and dreams don't come cheap. I have nieces and daughters. So I know a lot about the, the, <laughs> yeah, bar- I was the gonna Barbie say, what, verse. Who, who are you to correct me? I that know I, oh. about the Barbie verse. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. This comes after we've already gotten our first look of Margot Robbie as Barbie. Yeah, when I saw the picture of uh, Ryan Gosling, I thought, oh, this is like somebody's dad dressing up as Ken for his little girl's birthday party. Look at these abs. Yeah, sure. He's in shape. I'm just saying. Joanna. Huh. Close your mouth. Sorry. <laughs> Wipe the drool off the computer. Yeah, right. Oh, sorry. Nico, news headlines. What kind of stories do we have coming up in news today? I got a haircut. Okay. Don't know that that's snazzy. a news story, but it took me a moment to realize that I, I said, you know, thank you for you joining us. You did get a haircut. Up. Look at you. Thank both you for, of you saw me when I came in the room this morning and both I didn't even notice. Saw you. Yeah, I didn't really look I didn't at really you. Look. I just kind of glanced in your direction. I didn't look, but when I did look, it looks like you've got a military cut. Yeah, but yeah, like, look at that. It's really, the army. Well, you it's know what's really funny? close to the scalp, dude. Uh, I, I kind of. Well, I was trying to trim it yesterday with my beard trimmers. Wait, you did this to yourself? I, I did the thing before I, oh, I got this to myself. Oh, you went to go have it fixed. <laughs> and they were like, you took too much, so this is what you're getting. You know what? I didn't. I, all I said is fix it. <laughs> <laughs> I just said fix it. And then she she didn't even talk to me the whole time. She I think she assumed I was in the army. Yeah, Why you, would she assume that? White. <laughs> in El Paso. Yeah, true. Oh, when I first moved to El Paso, the first question anybody would ask Army? me, are you Army? Army. No. What's your MOS? 
Uh, 11 Bravo? Yeah. 68 Whiskey? Mostly peeling potatoes, whatever that is. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, but what's a news story? That you want to approach. Oh, you want a yeah, new yeah, yeah. I don't know story. that it's making headlines that you got a, a military-style haircut, although it might by the end of the day. Well, today they are having... <laughs> I mean, that's kind of news. Today they're having more panel uh, hearings for the January 6th committee, uh, and this time they're going to be focusing on Trump's relentless pressure on Vice President Mike Pence to overturn the election. That will be the focus of today's January 6th. As a preview, I think you're going to hear the name John Eastman. So John Eastman was a, or is a constitutional lawyer. And when it became clear that all the states had certified the votes and that Joe Biden had won, so this is December, all right, of last of uh, 2020, John Eastman comes forward and, come, you know, hatches this plot that somehow the vice president can, okay, so the plot would have been he would have rejected the electors from some of those states that they had objections in. And he would have, and this is what John Eastman, this constitutional lawyer, wrote. The vice president gavels in and makes the announcement that Donald Trump has won the election. So it wasn't even, I think the testimony we're going to hear today is not, oh, they just wanted to recount the votes again or do another recount. The plot, according to this Eastman, you're going to hear this name, John Eastman. Mm -hmm. was that Mike Pence would give in to the pressure coming to him from the White House, and he would make the announcement, guess what, these votes are thrown out, Donald Trump actually won the election, he's going to be the new president. So if you're holding out... And is that why everyone that rushed in was yelling, hang Mike Pence, hang Mike Pence? Well, Mike Pence wouldn't... You you want to hear the, the breakdown on that? Because we got some more interesting details about that on january 6th before mike pence was supposed to certify the votes uh donald trump had a rattle the rally Mm -hmm. and then he said everybody i'll meet you down there at the capitol well then while they were going to the capitol while he tweeted out something about mike Mike pence Pence didn't have the courage courage. and you know Mm -hmm. he didn't do what was right for our country so there's video of somebody like reading out the the tweet among the crowd and say, on a on a me, on a megaphone, on a megaphone. On mm. say, and then then they all start chanting "Death to Pence" or, or yeah, "Hang my Pence." Yeah. Somehow, I don't know where they got the supplies or if they brought it with them. Somebody erected a gallows, yeah, like, and a with, noose with a noose actually hanging. God, from somebody it, just so. had that ready yeah. to go. Who who just brings it? Yeah, you know what? You we, never know. You we better. You never know. When always you're gonna be need prepared. It. Well, we're going to Washington this week. We better take some lumber and some rope in case the president <laughs> tells us to hang Mike Pence. <laughs> better safe than sorry. I always say. Who knows if the True Value Hardware Store is going to be open? It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. This hour of the Buzz Adams Morning Show is brought to you by Pumping Ink Tattoo, the corner of Dyer and Monroe. You can find them on social media or at PumpingInkTattoo.com. PumpingInkTattoo.com. And uh, their physical location there, the corner of Dyer and Monroe, is just moments away from Fort Bliss. Paul Rodriguez is going to be joining us uh, later, and one of the other original kings of comedy, Alex Raimundo. Yeah, how cool known, is that? Yeah, known Alex for like, well, 20 years. You know, at least since the uh, since the original the original Lat Kings of Comedy came out. Did you uh, interview any of them for the original one? I we, you know, maybe 
Bart could definitely help me answer this. Yeah, so at Bart's would. old club, we had... But they didn't do it through the club. They did no. it at the Abraham. They did it at the Chavez Theater, but at the club, they needed a bunch of people. Like They wanted big comedy fans who got special invitations, and Paul was there. Oh, cool. And, you know, I it, or maybe it was... They needed people to appear in the video, not just in the audience. So we did a thing at the comic strip back when it was on the west side for the filming of the original Latin Kings of Comedy. Oh, that's really cool. Live music tonight. It's our free concert series as Westar presents Cool Canyon Nights every Thursday at McElligan Canyon Amphitheater and El Paso's premiere Chicago cover band Windy City is performing on the amphitheater stage starting at 7 o'clock. Get there early, though. Get a good spot. And also music starts at 6 p.m. on the patio stage. Carlos Barba, no relation to Joanna Barba, is performing on the patio stage. And bring your appetite. If uh, you want to have a bite out there, there, we got a lot of food trucks. we got beverages for you. Uh, I haven't been able to stop thinking about that pizza that you got, Joanna. Oh, the one from the last time. Mm-hmm. And it's it's one of the food trucks that they have there at Cool Canyon Nights. Yeah, and it's great. it was only after you ate it, right? Or did you know it was vegan when you ate it? No, I knew it was vegan. Okay. But it looks so good, and that's like the, the pizza I've been thinking about the most lately. It's delicious. Yeah. Get it if you go there. Every Thursday, there's a free concert, freeze the operative word there, at McKelligan Canyon Amphitheater. I want to thank our other some of our other sponsors, Coca-Cola SWB, Superior Sign and Lighting, White Claw, and Charlie Clark Nissan. Orale. Coming up uh, this weekend at Sunland Park Racetrack and Casino in honor of Father's Day. Uh, KLAQ is going to be at Sunland Park Racetrack and Casino. Come out with Dad starting at 2, and we have Cowboys Fan Pack giveaways. Got uh, Cowboys Caps, Speaking Rock, uh, Sunland Park, rather, uh, shot glasses, whiskey glasses, mini Dallas Cowboys helmets. Starting at 3 o'clock, Sunland Park Racetrack and Casino is going to be giving away designer watches every 30 minutes. So these, are, these are Boulevard watches, and every 30 minutes they're going to have a giveaway. And they're going to hold hot seat drawings every 30 minutes featuring um, Mariachi Paso del Norte. So there's going to be music as well. That is uh, Father's Day celebration this Saturday. KLAQ is going to be out there starting at 2 at Sunland Park Racetrack and Casino. Coming up, I've got uh, an invitation to your skate party later, which is also going to include a $50 gift card you could use at the outlet shops. (laughs) Uh, My mom was asking if you were going to be there. If I was going to be there? And I said, you know... Yeah, I might drop by. I mean, I just don't want the pressure of of being expected to skate, because... You know, if I if I show up in an unofficial ca- capacity, nobody's like, "Oh, well, you got to skate." Cause... I don't think anybody expected that. Did I don't. They? You're, no. Mm. I, I don't think not, there was pressure to begin I with. I may not skate. <laughs> oh, I think everybody's I, definitely expecting you to skate, Joanna. I I put on my skates yesterday because I was like, "Oh, it's been a while," and I like twisted my ankle somehow. Oh no! It hurts. Skates are dangerous. Had Spoiler been... alert: It had been a while since I skated. <laughs> How long would you say it's been since you since you skated? From the last time, like since I got the skates in February. February of this year. 
Oh, that's, that's not, not bad. bad. I thought you yeah. were going to say you hadn't skated since the 90s or something. From before that, it had been since like the 90s. And then I was a, like, oh, it's not going to be that hard. It's hard. Do you get on ice skates when we used to do the, the, the holidays no, on ice? No, I don't yeah, ice me skate. Me neither. That just looks like a Death sprained waiting to ankle waiting to happen. Yeah, you made me skate and then get pummeled by. That was funny. <laughs> Hockey pucks. Yeah, everybody got a, got a free shot at Nico. I think we Goldberg you, didn't we? You did, and I'm so sad that the the video of that the only reason we did it is is lost forever to time. What happened to video? I don't remember. Something Scott was doing something with it. I don't remember what happened. Uh, also, there's a concert tonight featuring the son of James Hetfield and his band Bastardane. Bastardane are going to be at Lowbrow Palace, which is on Texas Avenue. That's tonight. So for all of our winners, Fun. how about we send out some of the tickets to see James Hetfield's kid, Caster Hetfield, and his band Bastardane. Oh, my God. Have you looked him up? The band? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mini James Hetfield. Yeah, right he there. looks like a little... Like how his dad must have looked yeah. when he was twenty years old or whatever. Yeah. Dead hey, right Dad, now. I'm going to start a band. Isn't that cool? Huh. Whatever, kid. Right. <laughs> yeah, I'm in freaking Metallica. <laughs> we're we're going to be bastard Dane, and we're going to be bigger than Metallica. All right. Chip out the old block, kid. Uh, Bam Margera has been found, or Margera. How do you say Bam's name? Margera. I always heard Margera. Margera. Bam Margera went missing from rehab facility in Florida. He that was court ordered. Yeah, he it wasn't from he, his own. He pollution. wasn't supposed to be allowed to leave, but he was found yesterday. He's got to go back to rehab because, again, yeah, you point out it was a court ordered uh, thing. Keenan Thompson of Saturday Night Live filed for divorce from his I wife know. of eleven years. I was going to bring this up yesterday, but we didn't have time. Did you know who she was? No, just Kenan's wife. I don't know who she is. Uh, I, I thought she was like a actress or model that did something beforehand. I guess not. I, I don't know. Have you seen her? Have you looked at pictures? No. Real pretty. Uh, okay, well. Yeah. Do you remember before? Okay, you remember Kenan and Kel, right? And you remember yeah. who loves orange soda? Kale loves orange soda. I do. Is it true? I do, I do, I do. You know what movie's got to be kind of cringy to watch now for everybody involved? Welcome to Good Burger, Home of the Good Burger. No, No, that's a great movie, all right? Fat Albert. Yeah. Because there's a whole scene where the Fat Albert gang, and I don't know if they made Keenan actually gain a lot of weight or if he was that heavy or if he was wearing a fat suit or whatever, but he was Fat Albert. Yes. And there's a scene where the Fat Albert kids meet the actual Bill Cosby. And it's like they're meeting uh, this godlike figure. Uh, yeah. And it's like. That didn't age well. Probably not. But neither has Bill Cosby. So. Ozzy Osbourne is thanking fans for their well wishes and let everyone know that he's home recovering. He had to have a surgery, but it was from that ATV rollover accident that he had. Gosh, 20 years? I think it's been 20 years. I was going to say, who let Ozzy on an ATV recently? Well, even back then, it sounded like a bad idea because that was back when the Osbournes were on and you saw Ozzy (laughs) shuffling around. Sharon! 
taking little two-inch steps because that was the fastest <laughs> yeah. he could walk. Uh, television tonight, Game 6 of the NBA Finals is on ABC. And uh, tip-off, 7 o'clock, El Paso time. The Boston Celtics are hosting tonight's game against Golden State. Did you see uh, what some... Boston restaurants, or they, some people made Stephen Curry very upset because they. Stephen. Stephen Curry. Steph Curry? Yeah. Not Stephen Curry. Steph. Not Stephen. D- uh, listen to what I'm saying. His name is Stephen Curry. Is it spelled Stephen? Nope. Not? No. Not even spelled like with an S? This shouldn't be an argument. There's no reason <laughs> for this to be an argument. So they were saying that Aisha Curry, his uh, wife, can't cook. But she has like her own cooking show and stuff. Yeah, I know. And yes, he didn't marry Aisha Tyler because I love. No, I love Aisha Curry. I would do anything in the world for Aisha. Joanna, can you look up Aisha Curry can't cook? Aisha Curry. Can't well, wh- wh- why are they claiming this? It's well, just... they were just trying to troll like the, the Celtics fans. Boston and bo- bar continues lame feud with Steph and Aisha Curry. Yeah, it's a Boston bar that started this feud, saying Aisha Curry can't cook. Well, then Steph Curry went to a uh, r- reporter's uh, like press conference, press conference right? where he was wearing a shirt that said, "My wife can cook" or something. <laughs> <laughs> How is that a how is that an insult to say somebody can't cook? Because she I has can... a whole line of cooking products and stuff and Oh It's just trash talk. It's just trash oh, talk. Okay. Yeah. Garbage talk. Boy, the garbage talk is I remember the eighties. It was all like very racist. <laughs> <laughs> it was like These lot, days it it's... was like a lot worse than no your wife can't. Oh his cook. shirt said Aisha Curry can cook. Aww. There's a guy, and I've seen his videos before, so I've been aware of this guy who shows up and he looks enough like Clay Thompson that people think he's Clay Thompson. And he and he says, sure, he agrees that he's Clay Thompson or what? Who's Clay Thompson? He's Basketball a, player. He's a guard no. for the for the Warriors. Uh, Who's Clay Thompson? <laughs> the important question. Yeah. Well, he's been banned uh, from attending. Games? Any more games, right? Because I guess he got out on the court before one of the finals games and actually got to shoot around a little bit before somebody realized that's not the real, that's not the real clay. But in the videos, he'll show up at parks, and he can play well enough. You know, he's a pretty good player that people, yeah, think that Clay Thomas. People gather around and you know get pictures and selfies and stuff, but. Uh, he went out on the court, so he's been banned from. I don't know if this is for perpetuity or if there's a time limit on it, but he's been banned from Golden State games. Oh my God! Uh, but he's, yeah, he really looks like the real Clay. So uh, also on TV tonight, tenth season premiere of Impractical Jokers on True TV. Woo! You know. I wonder if I ever talk to any of the... But they're not going to have Joe. If they, they're they're going to be missing Joe Gatto. Is, is yeah. Joe the one who... He, Joe's the one who reminds me of Michael Scott. Like, he looks like... Kind of like Michael Scott. Yeah, a little, a little bit. bit. I wonder if they got the idea for some of their stunts from... Uh, you remember when John Quinones goes up to people and they've staged this whole thing and you see if people interact? Or, I think this came out before that. 
This no, is ten. No, this is ten no. years. No, this is. What before, would you do, right? What would you do? Yeah. Because a lot of times it's just like you're. It's it's somebody you know saying something inappropriate or yelling at a child, and they're just seeing if people react. And that's a lot of what it seems like the Impractical Jokers are doing. I can't. I cannot stand to watch Impractical Jokers, and it's my daughter's favorite show. Really? Yeah, I love it. it. Makes it's me man. super nervous. I watched the whole first first yeah. season. I, I thought they're so funny, and like the pranks. Like I love candid camera stuff, anyways, and they do it really well. But you, yeah, you you seem to get skeeved out by them or weirded out. Yeah, I don't. I'm not a big fan of making somebody a part of your comedy bit when they're not aware oh, that they're it. a part of a <laughs> of a comedy bit. Joanna, what was that one that Tracy Morgan used to host? That was like kind of a scary version of Candid Camera. They would like scare people. Mm. Did you ever watch that one? No. I um, remember one where it was the people, they were out camping in the woods, and they had... Scare like, tactics. Scare tactics, thank the you. The one was Sasquatch. Okay. Did you see the one where I they did. had... We, this, they found ah, some Sasquatch. guy who was like eight foot... Yeah. <laughs> 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 Sasquatch! <laughs> yeah, it's but people would set their friends up. Oh, Okay. And one of them was like an alien abduction encounter, like in an RV. And a, yeah, they, they really mess with their friends. I got a few. Oh, it's on Netflix. I'm going to watch it. I think you would like it because it's all about scaring the people. It's not about like tricking them. Well, they, they are tricking them. Or, but like, it's like a scary Impractical prank. Jokers is different. Hey, a couple of uh, COVID notes. Dr. Fauci has tested positive for COVID-19. Oh, did no. he, is this the first time he caught it? I think so, <clears throat> yeah. this yeah. is the first time that there's been news that he's tested positive, at least. Two years later. Yeah, right? It's pretty good for him, though. COVID-19 must be pretty proud of itself. Well, we finally We've got, got my arch nemesis. nemesis. <laughs> we have you, Fauci. Yesterday, was it Jimmy Fallon who was like... They just got the top boss or something. <laughs> yeah, COVID-19 has to feel like uh, a video gamer going up against the final boss. <laughs> <laughs> Yesterday, uh, the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases revealed, revealed that Dr. Fauci had tested positive for COVID-19. Dr. Fauci's 81 years old, and he should be fine. Uh, he's fully vaccinated, and he's been twice boosted. Dr. Fauci himself says that he's dealing with mild symptoms and reportedly is taking Pfizer's antiviral treatment, Paxlovid. For the record, Fauci hasn't been in any recent contact with President Biden or any other senior government officials. Uh, and just last month, uh, Fauci said, told CNN that he'd never tested for positive for COVID-19. But it does sound like COVID-19 finally track down it's finally right <laughs> like he's oh he's my great white whale is probably <laughs> what COVID-19 was thinking uh Dolly Parton has opened her heart and her wallet again with a one million dollar donation she made up one million dollar donation to pediatric infectious disease research at Vanderbilt which is in Tennessee which is in Nashville she said quote no child should ever have to suffer and I'm willing to do my part to try and keep as many of them as I can healthy and safe so once again Dolly Parton you know national treasure even if I don't agree 
that she should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I think she could, like maybe the Catholic Church could make her a saint or something. I don't Hell think yeah, that would be going too far. Mm-hmm. And the Catholic Church could use a good publicity too. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyway, Dr. Fauci, you got to figure if anybody was following all the rules, probably still wearing masks everywhere, it would have been Fauci, right? It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. Coming up this Saturday, it is a an original Latin Kings of Comedy reunion. This is the 20th anniversary of the Latin Kings of Comedy special. And uh, on this, Joey's, Joey, who, Joey Medina was here just a couple yeah. months ago, but he's going to be there. Paul Rodriguez and Alex Raimundo. Hey, Alex. Buzz, how are you, my friend? Fantastic. So I just want everybody... Uh, not to be confused. So there's the the show this weekend is going to be at the Amador. Then there's going to be uh, in a couple of weeks. Uh, Paul's going to be back. Joey's going to be back. Johnny Sanchez, but you're not going to be on the one in El Paso unless uh, I'm not on the plan. lineup in El Paso. Right. Uh, and, and you know what? It's kind of it's kind of funny. I can't believe 20 years have gone by, man. It. Uh, I, I want everyone to know I've been partying the whole time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I was telling uh, so so Nico. I, I don't know if you know Nico. Nico's a local comic, and I was telling him twenty years ago. Yeah, I can Nico. remember there was at at the comic strip back when it was on the west side of El Paso. Yeah. Paul was in town. Yeah. I believe Joey was there, and you might have been there. But they had something where people came up and auditioned to be in the video. The video hadn't been filmed yet. So the where did you guys yeah. do the show? You you did the show. At- we shot we shot it at Abraham Chavez, uh, and uh, but uh, we were there a week, or the week prior, and we were shooting things all over town. If you remember, we had a, a, a lowrider club, several mm-hmm. clubs, you know, that came across and, and approached the Abraham Chavez. We did filming all across the city, you know, trying to trying to uh, capture the the taste of El Paso, right? And uh, and and it, it was so much fun because Joey and I were young kids at the time, and you know that was the first time I ever met Cheech, oh, and, wow. and, and we're just getting to hang out. And I remember having dinner. We were celebrating one of those nights. We were celebrating Cheech's fifty fifth birthday, and we're sitting at a table. There, there's uh, George Lopez. There's Paul Rodriguez. There's Cheech. There's their agents and there's managers. And and, uh, and there's a table of fourteen of us, right? And, and or something like that. And we're drinking tequila that's like eight hundred dollar bottles of tequila. Oh and I God. remember me and. Jo- me and Joey just kept looking at each other going, how do we get to this table? How do we get to this table? <laughs> but it was such a great experience. Uh, I love, I've always loved, I, I'm a Texas boy anyway, so I love, you know, I love this part. Of, I love Texas, and I, but I love that part of the country. And we couldn't be more excited about being in, uh, in Las Cruces. Uh, and then, by the way, I don't know if you guys have, have been there or anybody listening. Uh, it's worth the drive. The Amador Live is a beautiful outdoor venue. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's just gorgeous. It's just gorgeous. And, uh, and and this is the first time in 12 years that Joey and Paul and I have been on the same stage. I mean, and, and I don't know if you know this, uh, El Paso, uh, but... When the Latin Kings came to be, it's because the kings of comedy with uh, Bernie Mac and Cedric the Entertainer and D.L. Hughley and, and Steve Harvey had just come out. And, and at that time, 
me and Joey were touring on the regular with Paul, and we were, you know, we were unknown comics. You know, we, we the comedy circuit knew us, but as the, the nation didn't know us. Mm-hmm. But Paul was like, you know, we need to do our own special. Call it the Latin King, <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, and so it was all Paul's, uh, uh, you know, uh, idea. And of course, he he went to George and the, and the Cheech because those those were the guys that everybody knew. Joey and I were were young blood, and and I don't know if you remember the filming. We filmed four shows two nights, and there was many other young Latin comics. But Paul told us, he said, "Hey, because uh, um, Paul's always been gracious with his stage. He's always shared it with the, with all the Latin com- every Latin comic you know at one time has has opened for Paul uh, for a while across the country." But Paul told us, he said, "Look, wow. everybody, everyone's going to get a shot." I think there were nine of us besides Cheech, Paul, and, and George. Um, and, and he said, uh, everyone gets a, a couple sets, but only two of you are going to make the film. And for whatever reason, uh, uh, thank the comedy gods, uh, Joey and I, you know, were the guys that got to be on the film. Oh, so, so all those people who didn't make it, they were more like the princes of comedy, not, <laughs> yeah. not, not full <laughs> king status. Yeah, but you know what? No, no discredit to any of those comics that, that filmed that weekend because they're all great comics, you know. They're and 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 a lot of them, you know. I mean, look around. Felipe Sparta's blowing up the world, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, look what Gabriel has done. Yeah. Uh, look at Steve Trevino is is got the pulse of America right now, you know. Um, so it's it's uh, but but it all kind of started, you know. I remember seeing the first time I saw Paul Rodriguez as a stand-up comic. Uh, you know, I was already turned on to stand up a little bit, but I remember thinking, "Hey, there's somebody that resembles me," and and I was inspired, you know. And and I like to think that the Latin Kings inspired a lot of these young, like Nico, you know, inspired <laughs> yeah. some of these younger comics. And and so I'm excited to to be doing it. I'm excited to work with these guys for the first time. You know, in 12 years, we're going to drink some number one tequila together. <laughs> I was going to ask you, is that going to be available for purchase? Are you, are you going to have some number one tequila? Oh, hey, you know what, Buzz? I don't go anywhere unless number one tequila goes with me. <laughs> I, I really, I genuinely don't. As a matter of fact, I almost, we're in, we've grown. By the way, everybody, if you don't know, I own number one tequila. I do not represent it. People say it's a celebrity brand. It's just a beautiful brand that happened to be owned by a couple, you know, what, we think we're regular guys, but the world sees us as celebrities. But it's me and Ron White on it together, and yeah. um, and we, uh, I, I, I kind of we're in thirty seven states now, and me and Ron own and operate it. We own, you know, the majority of it together, and uh, I, you know, I stay away from states that don't that don't carry it yet because <laughs> I want to I want I want to perform and, and and drink my tequila. You know, and yeah. I want people to know about it. I wonder if I could so, buy yeah. a bottle because I don't want to get any. Uh, I don't want to get any liquor stores. But one of the chains I go to, I couldn't find uh, number one the last time I was there. Uh, well, El Paso covers us pretty well. You know, the, yeah. I just need to go to another store, probably. Yeah, and and I know Las Cruces does. And but dig this. Uh, the uh, this is just a heads up for everybody. Amador Live. Uh, not only are they they're, they're kind of jumping into comedy with this show with Paul and Joey and I. But after that, every single month, 
probably about the 14th or 15th, whatever the uh, Thursday is, uh, I'm doing a new series called the Number One Comedy Series, where I'm going to come in uh, to Las Cruces and I'm going to uh, host uh, three or four uh, upcoming uh, Latin, oh, which is wow. great comics. Yeah, yeah, and and it, and and we're gonna we're gonna feature the the best. I mean, because you know what, I was getting ready to shoot a, a new special uh, right before uh, COVID hit, and um, oh, and and. I was I was I was eight months into the preparation of it, and uh, I mean it stopped in March, right? The world the world yeah. stopped turning in March. I was going to shoot it in in uh, in October in Phoenix, and but during that time, I had been going into Phoenix every Sunday, uh, uh, last Sunday of each month to a comedy club, and and just practicing new stuff. I promised them it was it was a bunch of uh, uh, best of Phoenix comics. And I would close every show, and I promised them every time I come back, I'm going to have 20 minutes of different stuff because I was just trying to, you know, plow through things, trying to figure out what I was going to do on this special. But what I really did during that time was I discovered how much great talent there is, and 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 now I want to feature it. You know, now that the world's turning again, and so we've created this number one comedy series uh, for uh, for uh, Las Cruces, and so everybody support Amador Live because they are slinging the number one tequila and they'll mm-hmm. be slinging some comedy. And it's a great venue. It really ha- is a have beautiful... Have you been to the venue? Yeah, absolutely. So they got patios, but they also got lawn tables and you can buy a whole table if you want to do that right. or you could just buy you know individual tickets if you want to do that. And it's this Saturday at the Amador in Las it's Cruces. Literally, it's literally set up like a baseball diamond with big, beautiful palm trees at home plate. And then the outfield is is the bars and he's got like four or five concepts of bars so you can literally sit on the patios out there and this big lawn seat it's gorgeous it's absolutely gorgeous i was there for cinco de mayo when they had uh i think four four nights of uh of different uh you know music it, it was a party it was a party and 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 of course we were slinging number one tequila let me see if I can remember the little town that Alex is from because it's a little it's a little town I think right Alex and I dr- but I remember it because I drive through it when I'm going home to see my folks is it I want to say it's Anson Nah you're way off <laughs> Oh which town are you somebody I know is from Anson where are you which town are you from Maybe it's not a little I, I was, town I was born in I was born in Acapulco Mexico and uh, and I grew up in Hearst, Texas, which is the mid cities of Dallas Fort Worth, which is why I sound like this. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, you know what? I had heard a story that is, did, is that where you met Ron in, in that city or around Dallas? Yeah, I dig this. Nineteen eighty six. Ron always says it's September seventeenth. I don't know how he remembers the date. He can't remember anything else. <laughs> uh, uh, but he uh, stepped into the Arlington Funny Bone, a comedy club uh, uh, in Arlington, Texas, for the first time ever to do Amateur Night. And uh, and he was nervous. He was going to do four minutes. He was afraid. And to seek a little courage, he walked up to the bar and ordered a Budweiser and a shot of tequila. And on that day, Alex Raimundo was the bartender. Yeah, that's and right. I remember that. We, it, it's such a cool story. Yeah. You know, we love telling it because, because it all started with a shot of tequila. And, and I wouldn't even do doing stand-up yet i was just i had just gotten a job there uh as as a speed bartender and it, it i started doing stand-up uh, and of course ron and i we got we got high and we got drunk that night together <laughs> and then we just became immediate friends and he started hanging out there i started doing stand-up about eight months later we both cut our teeth in that room and when we both quit our jobs to pursue this comedy dream which was you know 1988 
Um, I, you know, I was a bartender. He was a horrible window salesman, and <laughs> that's what he did. He was sold windows, and and uh, and I can't remember. I can't tell you how many times I sat in his truck before we took off, and uh, and you know his little window samples that they have. We use those as rolling trays <laughs> <laughs> and, and other things that you can imagine. And, and, and but but when we first when we first quit our jobs to pursue this dream of stand-up comedy, uh, Tater and I drove across this entire nation, uh, back and forth, up and down, uh, for four years in my truck or his, which is how we became so close to each other. And then, you know, the story now is he went on to do the Blue Collar Tour with Jeff, Bill, and Larry. I went on to do the Latin Kings, Cheech, Paul, George, and Joey, or as I like to call the Mexican Beatles. And, uh, <laughs> and, then, and then when we quit working with those groups of guys on the regular, old Tater called me and he said, hey, my brother, why don't mean you get back together? And this is 2009. Uh, he called me and he said, well, how about me and you get back together and perform in front of thousands of people at a time like we used to? And, and, uh, and we did that until 2020, you know, and, wow. and, and that's when, and that's when we went to Mexico. Of course, Ron was, you know, super famous for drinking scotch, mm-hmm. but we went down to Mexico because I have stayed true. I have drank tequila throughout my, uh, well, since I was 16 and, um, but we stumbled into Mexico just drinking for fun, and we stumbled across a little distillery that's been there uh, almost a century. And, and when I drank the tequila, I looked at the guy and said, you know, I've had a lot of tequila, and I plan to have a lot more. I said, but this, hands down, is the best tequila I've ever had in my life. And in Mexico, se llama, it's called Regalo de Dios. And I said, where can I find this in the U.S.? What states are you in? I said, I'm a kind of famous comic, and my buddy's a really famous comic. And, but Ron looked at me and said, uh, that's, the, that's not just the best tequila, that's the best drink of liquor I've ever had. And when the guy told us wow. he did not have a U.S. presence, uh, me and Ron were like, you know what? And we, we want the rights, and we begged him for it. And the only reason we got the rights is we promised that we would put the same heart and passion into speaking of their tequila as they do into making it. They're artists. And uh, 2013, our first bottles came to Texas and Louisville, Kentucky, which is where I make my home now. And and we're now in 37 states, and we're uh, we're having a ball. We're having a ball, you know. If you're if you're listening, if I I just want to we we haven't said who we're talking to in a while. So anybody tuning in, we got Alex Ramundo, who was one of the original uh, Latin kings of comedy. And if if you're from the the Dallas Fort Worth area, that's this is what Mexican guys in DFW sound like. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I always forget. I always forget what I sound like until I get in a cab or a Uber in San Antonio, and I'm like, "Hey, how's it going?" They go, "How you doing, man?" Like, what the hell? <laughs> is that what I sound like? And it's funny to me because I don't realize it, but so many people, I'll be somewhere and I'll just start. You know, I could be at the at the you know at the auto zone or wherever you know and and ordering something to eat and people turn and they'll go you know i didn't i that voice i know that voice and i'm like oh and you know so i guess i i guess i talked here's a funny story the first time i went to la first time i went to la because i was really thinking i'd already been doing stand-up a little while across the country with tater and i was thinking 
I, the only one I really knew was Cheech and Paul as far as I didn't know them, but I just knew who they were. And I was thinking, I'm going to go to Hollywood. I'm going to be a star real quick. And I went to the Laugh Factory on a Monday night, what they call Latino night. Back in those days, they used to do two shows in, a night and sold out. And I remember I got there and I watched that lineup of comics. And I remember thinking, I, and I saw Gabriel Iglesias, Willie Barcena, Felipe Esparza, Jeff Garcia, Rudy Moreno, uh, uh, Freddie Soto, the late, great Freddie Soto. Uh, and if I'm leaving anybody's name, Darren Carter, anybody out. But I saw all these comics, and I remember sitting in the back of the room thinking, all right, this is going to be a little tougher than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're naming not only some great names in comedy, but some really good friends of ours. So. <laughs> I all friends of mine. Uh, you know, all I'm, friends of mine. I'm picturing you and Ron in 1988, and I'm seeing Ron maybe looking a little younger than Ron does now, but then I'm picturing Alex in 1988. You must have been like a 13-year-old bartender. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, I've, I've, I've had fun. It's been good to me. But I, but I, I went on stage at Laugh Factory that night, and, and I'm up there doing my thing, and this girl in the front row, which the Laugh Factory is a tight room, and, and this girl in the front row leans to her boyfriend, and she goes, this guy talks funny. He sounds funny. What's up with his voice? <laughs> and I remember thinking, I talk funny. <laughs> uh, so we got Paul Rodriguez. We got Alex. We got uh, Joey Medina. Uh, and you can see them at the Amador. And uh, this was news to me. You're going to start coming in on kind of a regular basis. And yeah, doing comedy that's very shows cool. At the Amador. Yeah, that's fantastic. I, 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 I love this part of the country, and 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 you know what? It's COVID. I was uh, we had just stepped into New Mexico um, as far as the tequila goes, and I you know I, I try to service all the states that that we do, uh, and, and you know comedy wise, I try to go and and, and throw back up, and, and Ron does as well. Um, but that's when COVID hit, so I had never really come to New Mexico and 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 spent some time there. But as soon as the bans were lifted and 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 people came to their senses. Um, uh, you know, I, I, I went to Las Cruces and, and I, and I discovered that venue and, and the, the owner over there, Max Bauer, he's awesome. Mm -hmm. And it didn't take long for me and him to, to hit it off and, and, and him to fall in love with the tequila. And I said, man, we should be doing this venue. And then I said, why don't I try to get Joey and Paul back together and do, uh, you know, the three Kings, oh, wow. because, you know, and he was like, let's do it. And then I said, Hey, let's do a monthly show. And, and he's all about it. So they're making a big commitment to stand up out there. And, and, uh, and I'm making a big commitment to, to the region to keep coming out right. and, and, you know, and, and I'm flying into El Paso every one of those times. So you're going to see me pop into some El Paso rooms and, and have some fun. Yeah. Oh, come awesome. in a day, come in a couple of days early. So you come in the studio and hang out with us too, Alex. No, I'd love it. And, and listen, and the maybe Paul's going to call later, so if we get a hold of Paul, I want to talk to Paul because before the Oscars this year, Paul is the only guy I knew that had any kind of beef at all with Will Smith. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Right? I guess Paul, or he, he says it was Will Smith just treated him like garbage on the set of Ali, and I was like, well, that that's a, sounds like a one-off because everybody else thinks Will's such a such a wonderful guy. Well, I think <laughs> I think when you get closer to that situation, which I never was, but I was hanging out with Paul back in the day when he was shooting Ali when he went to Africa and and, and shot that and um, and he I remember him coming back and me and Joey you know we were young kids we were like how was it man you know I, I remember uh, helping Paul read lines for the movie he did with Clint Eastwood and and you know yeah. what that it was called uh, Edgum it was it called. Um, uh, I can't remember the name of it right now, but but I remember uh, 
uh, Paul was re- I was reading lines with him, and and there's a line that uh, Clint Eastwood uh, that Paul says. Yeah, Clint Eastwood says to Paul, "They're both cops," and and he says, "Paul said it's a cut." It's cut and dry, blah, 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 blah. So-and-so did it. And so and uh, uh, Clint Eastwood says, I believe someone's jerking us off. You know? <laughs> <laughs> was it blood work? It, it was blood work, yeah. Yeah, yeah it was blood work. And, and I looked at Paul and I said, dude, that you should say right there, hey, personally, I like being jerked off. <laughs> <laughs> did they use it? And so They did. It's in the movie. And I went and saw it and I told Paul, and he goes, oh, man, Clint Eastwood love that line. And I said, did you tell him I wrote it? He goes, why would I do that? <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, oh, man. <laughs> Alex is going to be here. We'll be seeing Alex in person uh, soon, but you can see him in person this Saturday along with Paul Rodriguez and our gr- our great friend Joey Medina at the Amador in Las Cruces. Mm-hmm. And you can find information and uh, enjoy some of that number one tequila because it is the best. All right. Well, thank you, uh, Alex. And uh, who knows? You might see our face out there. Yeah, hopefully. Too, so, hey, I'd yeah. love to yeah. see you. Sounds love- great. I promise you I'll have a drink with you. All right. We'll have a good time. Sounds fantastic, awesome. my friend. I'll see you soon, everybody. Thanks, Alex. Bye, okay. Alex. Adios. All right. There's Alex Raimundo. There's another comic who's almost up to that level that is from Anson, and I oh, I, I must have got confused. Is he Latino? Yes, he, he definitely is. Huh. But Anson's a real small town, so he's going to be the only comic. You know Alex and uh, – or that – Ron, Ron was White married Alex, to yes. Alex's sister. Well, I knew that this. I knew the story that Alex started as a bartender, and that's actually pretty common. A lot of people start comedy after doing uh, being a door person or or bartender at a comedy club. Um, but it was the app. I didn't know it was Abilene. Now that's where it was. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. This hour of the Buzz Adams Morning Show is brought to you by Pumping Ink Tattoo. That's on the corner of Dyer and Monroe, just moments from Fort Bliss. Find them on social media or at PumpingInkTattoo.com. That's PumpingInkTattoo.com. And uh, speaking of Fort Bliss, Nico, I got to say what you've done with your hair. But no, no, no. Listen to me. Don't. Don't look at Joanna. Listen <laughs> what, to me. Nico? What you've done with your hair is the best look you've had so far. Nico got yeah. a military buzz cut. It doesn't look bad. Yeah. You know what? I think the, the thing is... Uh, if you don't know, and I don't say this to embarrass you, Nico has uh, had a receding hairline since he was one year old. <laughs> That's when he started losing his hair on top. You're not wrong. <laughs> uh, yeah. But it's so short on the side. I mean, it's that's a zero, right? I, I don't know how it's the like thing... One? Is it a one? Yeah. But it looks like... You know that scene at the beginning of Full Metal Jacket where they're all just getting their <laughs> hair shorn? It looks like that's what you've done. And it... Do I look less bald, Joanna? Yeah, you, I, that's, you do, that's what yeah. I want to say. You look you less look bald. Like you have hair, but you're purposely. So when your hair, it when us. you have longer hair, <laughs> what did you say? It looks like he's purposely like gatekeeping his hair from us. I'm gatekeeping my hair, like I might have it if I let it grow. Yeah, on. yeah. I, I said you're he, giving the illusion that you do have it. You guys like, are just making my mom cry right now. Why? She, no. she doesn't like oh, it. It looks she, great. We're she trying hates to compliment it. him. You know, you he look like great. one of the original Apollo astronauts. <laughs> <laughs> you look like you definitely have your life together. New haircut, new man. Thank you. Call me. Nico. Yeah. Armstrong. <laughs> That's a it's a good choice, but was it really accidental? 
Or did you go in and tell them to cut it like this? I didn't tell them anything. I just said, fix what had happened before. And All right, start at the beginning. I, I was trying to, so the hair was growing a little bit too much on my sides and it was bothering me on my ears. And I thought I could trim it a little with my, my beard clippers. And For, okay, why do you have beard clippers? <laughs> Come on, I, I grew face hair. What is this? Face hair? <laughs> you could never grow. What, what is this? This is a roast? I, I no. You're taking it as a roast. I'm it's making a the compliment. case, and I hope I hope your mom is is listening because I think it really. This I is was the best. in the middle of explaining this when you just were like, ah! yeah, "Actually, that's true." But beard clippers, and then you ah! interrupted with the beard. Yeah, clippers. but you remember when he like in, he tried to grow the beard I remember, in November? But let Nico finish the story. That you had <laughs> beard I, I get neck beard real bad. Mm. All right, <laughs> all right. So anyway, you use the beard clipper on your on your to hair. just trim it up a little bit, just yeah. edge it up, and then. Then it didn't really look good on the other side, so I tried to even it out, and then and I thought, oh, well, now the back looks a little bad, so then it just looked really bad. <laughs> you know, I... My I, mom, my mom, she said, she got so upset, she said, Nicholas, are you in a cult? <laughs> I'm one of the mothers who would turn you in. <laughs> Why would she think you're in a cult? I would think you joined the Proud Boys or Oath Keepers or something. Maybe. And then my dad looked at me and said, like, I looked like a Polish man from World War II. One... <laughs> Okay, I don't know what that oh would God, look like because I had because I had I had I had, I had uh, trimmed it, but it, it left the top like a bowl. <laughs> oh, you mean before you went and got it fixed? Fixed, yeah. Ah, see, are because you in a cult? <laughs> now that it's, are you in a cult? Because I will turn you in. Oh, that's great. You kind of got what Ed Harris had going on for a while before he went just completely bald. You mean the seventy-year-old actor who's. Renowned for being bald. Ed Harris is hot. What are you talking about? Ed Harris is, yeah. He's, he, a, he's a manly man. He is. <laughs> I'm trying to compliment you and saying this, you're on to something he's, here. Yeah, see, he's comparing it to Ed Harris, who's hot. <clears throat> All right, I guess. Handsome I guess man. that's way better than Harry Styles. Yeah. Look at me. Looks great. You look good. You don't look disheveled. You look like you've got your life together. Right. It's a good look for you. Accept the compliment. I, I mean, on I the inside, it. I'm sure you're still a mess, but at least your hair is finally but you're onto something there. Doesn't show you. Yeah. Show that. Hey, I got a uh, I got a call that just came in this Self morning. Self esteem so. is not what you come to the show for. <laughs> it's uh, it's one of our. Uh, we complimented you. It's it's one of our regulars. Let me play it here real quick, and I think she she's got a quiz for us. So it's Biani who moved from El Paso with Joe oh, okay. to Oklahoma. They live in Oklahoma. They now. do. Hey, yeah. good morning. It's Biani. Um, hearing you guys talk about Squid Game and Buzz saying that they had like their version of Chinese freeze tag in Oklahoma <laughs> made me think of something I've been hearing here a lot lately. Well, several things. Um, but today something came to mind. So let's see if Buzz knows what this means. Uh, if he does, let's see if anybody else can guess what this means. So something that I hear a lot is cheaters. Um, so, Buzz, if you know what cheaters are, uh, let's see if if Nico and Joanna can guess what they are. Cheaters. Hmm. All right, should we go to break and then... <laughs> yeah. It's like we're doing Urban Dictionary yes. game. Ooh. We um, should take a break. Huh? I... I, I assume we'll it's not like somebody who's cheating on, on their spouse, so right. it's got to be something Too obvious, yeah. d- different from that. Because everybody in Oklahoma. There's only one thing that I'm thinking of 
Wait, do you think she's going to come back and tell us what it is? Do you think that's oh, what the rest of the not? message is? I think she's going to say cheetahs. Like, that's how they say cheetahs in Oklahoma. <laughs> if Nico and Joanna can guess what they are. Cheaters. So... Okay, it sounds like she is going to explain. Um, yeah, you want to take a break? and We'll come back and see if I can guess? Yes. Yeah. I, there's only one thing that comes to mind, other than that TV show where they would confront cheaters. Uh, so Great you guys come up with what you think it might be, and we'll be back with more, including news headlines with Nico next, right after this. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. All right, we're going to get into uh, news headlines. We've also got some more invites for the skate party that Nico and Joanna are hosting later today Woo! at Skate, Rattle, and Roll. All the invitations come with a $50 gift card that you can use anywhere at the outlet shops. Like the food court for me and Joanna. Hell yeah. The Croc Store. For Dad. Do you stand by, you think a pair of new Crocs is going to be something like 50 bucks? I think it's more. Do you think Crocs are that expensive? (laughs) Yes. I see them at Walmart, and they're like eight bucks. Imitation Crocs. Those are Fox. (laughs) Those aren't the real Crocs? Crocs. What's the difference? Well, on Zappos.com, you can get uh, classic Crocs, normally $50, right now, $35. Do they still have the spatula store? I call it the spatula store. It's like kitchen gadgets and stuff. Oh, cool. Oh, that sounds great. Oh, Uh, there's there's $100 Crocs. I need a new pen. Uh, So Biani had a question about something she's been hearing. She moved to uh, the great metropolis of Woodward, Oklahoma (laughs) a few years ago. Is that a big area? (laughs) It's not. No, and it's not close. It's not close to a big area. You've got to drive like three miles to get to a town that has like a like a Starbucks up at. Uh, if he does, let's see if anybody else can guess what this means. So something that I hear a lot is cheaters. Um. So Buzz, if you know what cheaters are, uh, let's see if if Nico and Joanna can guess what they are. Oh. Cheaters. Okay. Cheaters. 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 I kind of... Okay. Do you have an answer, Buzz? I do. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say... Do you want us to go first? Yeah. Cheetos. Uh, like you think they call the them che- cheaters? The cheaters. I got to get some cheat hot cheaters. I, yeah. That was that, close. That's a good one because people in the country would, would say taters. Taters. Yeah. Taters. Some cheaters. So cheaters. I, give me some cheaters and a Dr. Pepper. Exactly. <laughs> good example. Yes. Good Ooh. answer, Joanna. Yeah. Good answer, Joanna. Go ahead, good an- Joanna's doing it for herself. Not me, then Nico. Who, all right? <laughs> I was going to say cheetahs. Like, that might be how they say cheetahs. Like, let's go see a cheater at the zoo. Well, she said she's heard cheetahs. it a lot. Why would, pe- why would she be hearing Because they people- love Cheetos in Oklahoma. Yeah. Oh, I mean, no, who but, doesn't? But Nico's saying cheetahs like the animal. Yeah, but... But since that sounds so much like Cheetos, that it could be just like similar to Joanna's answer. Uh, I'm going to go with something else. I'm going to say cheaters. What is cheaters in Oklahoma? I'm going to say it is. <sighs> come on, come up with something. God, what could be cheaters? I hear my my mom and my aunt. 
sometimes refer to their reading glasses. Oh, let me get my cheaters out. Oh, okay. That makes sense. That's a good one. Yeah. Have you ever heard them called that before? No, why would they call them cheaters? I don't know. Because you don't get to use your... Your peepers. Uh, yeah, I, I've heard them called peepers. Right, I've, I've heard it called peepers. Well, let's find out. All right. So, apparently here, uh, and I haven't heard this anywhere else, cheaters are like reading glasses. Oh! oh. Here, let me put on my cheaters yep. so I can read this. <laughs> okay, bye. Bye. Yeah, good job. You still got the lingo down. Cheaters. I'm going to call these my cheaters from now on. <laughs> you look good in your new cheaters. Thank you. Yeah, yeah I do hear people say that occasionally. Yeah, I know some new cheaters on you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Let's uh, get started with the news and top items of the day with Nico and Jimmy. Good morning, Nico. Good morning, Buzz. A U.S. military raid in Syria has led to a senior ISIS leader being captured. A statement from Operation Inherent Resolve said the man is an experienced bomb maker who became one of the group's top leaders in the country. No injuries to U.S. military personnel were reported. The statement went on to say the mission was planned to minimize the risk of collateral damage and no civilians were harmed. The operation took place in northwestern Syria, where raids are considered to be risky due to areas controlled by either extremists or the Syrian president's government. Inherent Resolve sounds like a Steven Seagal movie from the 90s. Operation Inherent Resolve, Resolve. featuring Steven Seagal. According to reports, two U.S. military veterans are missing in Ukraine, and their families believe they've been captured by Russian forces. The State Department says the Biden administration has heard those reports and says it's aware of unconfirmed reports of two U.S. citizens captured in Ukraine. Both men are from Alabama and haven't been heard from since June 8th. The department has few details to provide, but stressed in a statement that U.S. citizens should not be traveling to Ukraine due to the active armed conflict. Members of Alabama's congressional delegation are looking into the matter. Meanwhile, Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin has announced additional security funding for Ukraine to the tune of $1 billion. He made the announcement while speaking alongside Joint Chief of Staff Chairman General Mark Milley. United States, United States, United States uh, will provide an additional $1 billion. That's uh, still. I had just taken it out <laughs> right before so I could listen to it, and then I had to put it right back in. <laughs> I mean, at some point, you've got to learn the basic mechanics, though, of, of how to He's get a sound get on the air. get it one day, Buzz. Because I have to this... listen to it without the plug-in. I can't, I can't hear the clips with the plug-in, all right? He's going to get it. I believe in him. A statement from President Biden says the package includes additional artillery and defense weapons, ammunition, and some advanced rocket systems. Biden said he talked with Ukrainian President Zelensky and pledged ongoing support from the U.S. and NATO allies. He also announced an additional $225 million in a humanitarian assistance for the people of Ukraine. Americans may be suffering in just about every sector, but top White House economists are saying they know the U.S. economy is well positioned to handle soaring inflation. Brian Dees says inflation is a growing problem and the, around the world and cited ongoing supply chain issues that grew out of the height of the COVID pandemic. Dee said the foundation of the U.S. economy is strong with solid job growth, low unemployment, and a declining deficit. 
On that note, the Federal Reserve is raising interest rates by three-quarters of a percentage point. It's the biggest rate hike in 28 years, and it's in response to the record inflation that's running higher than the central bank has anticipated. Here's Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell. Well, we're all feeling the pain at the pump, and the White House is trying to curb soaring gas prices. White House Press Secretary Corinne Jean-Pierre said President Biden is releasing 1 billion barrels of oil per day from the Strategic Oil Reserve. She also mentioned the president is calling on oil refineries to invest their record profits back into the businesses to create to increase capacity and bring down costs. She also says we are calling on them to do the right thing, to be patriots, and not to use the war as an excuse or as a reason to not put production or to not put out a production, not to do the capacity that is needed out there so that prices can come down. Well, I think if you talk to somebody from the from the petroleum industry, they'd tell you that they they'd like to have more refineries, but that there's just so so much regulatory blockage that it's it's a tough business decision. I would just say that's a talking point. I mean, I'm not sure how you much don't, you regulatory don't agree with that. I mean, supposedly there are tons of leases out there that they're they're not using, right? I've heard that there's well, those like, are wells. Oh. That's different from refineries, uh, but. What what you, okay so what what do you think she means when they, she talks about increasing their capacity? I think it's like refine more oil and put more oil on the market. But I think there's a lot so, of rec- th- look. This is well because a lot of this the, is the part I don't think the Democrats get. One, if you want to go into business or you even want to open a small business, there's so much red tape and it's so expensive, and the government uh, b- makes it difficult for you to do that on the federal level, but also sometimes on the local level, too. It's just, you know, to get somebody to invest their money in something when you're constantly throwing up roadblocks is is an impediment well, to getting apparently stuff they're done. Not, apparently it's, they're not not making money. They've been re- making record amounts of money. And what she's saying is that they should not, because what they're doing is a lot of well, stock, what they're doing is a lot of stock buyback and things that don't actually help the business grow anymore that that she's saying, why don't you put that back into the business, increase capacity, um, because I bring think your a lot costs of the, down. I think a lot of the petroleum industry is realizing they're going to keep making it harder and harder. But why do stock buybacks? Well, I, don't, I don't know what stock It's like buyback. a dividend for your investors. Probably because they realize the government is trying to shut us down and trying to get everybody to switch to electric eventually, which I think is definitely part of the, the government is trying to shut us down. Well, it's trying to make it di- more difficult for us to make a profit for sure. So I think they're probably looking to diversify. I think the oil and gas industry is probably, if they're wise, has probably been investing in alternative fuel for 40 years. How many people were at Trump rallies in West Virginia saying, we need to keep these coal mines open. And I think like four of them shut down since then. I mean... It- yeah, we need to get away from fossil fuels. I, I agree with that, but I think from a business standpoint, well, what, I'm the saying is that, what I'm saying is the industry up- might not be put doing that. Like obviously, the coal industry was not looking forward. They were still oh, trying I, to they were still trying to hold on to coal as I, long as possible. I think that the fossil fuel industries realize the writing's on the wall and it's going to be harder. And you know, in in European countries, they're paying ten or twelve dollars a gallon for gas because. You know, that's how serious they are in England and the Scandinavian countries for people to take, you know, mass transit or get get off of the addiction to oil. Mm-hmm. And so I think that it's not a stretch to say, 
Well, the petroleum industry, if you, you know, if they're going to be these government blockages of how you run your business model, they're probably paring back, and you know, they're not stupid. They probably know where this is headed eventually. Hopefully, I mean, it is right now that you know seems to be the the, the crunch for everybody. A California man has been charged with trying to kill Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh at the judge's home in Maryland. The man, 26-year-old Nicholas John Roski, was indicted yesterday on charges of attempted murder of a Supreme Court justice. Police say he traveled from his home in California last week and went to Kavanaugh's home in Montgomery County, where federal agents arrested him. He'll be tried in federal court in Maryland and faces up to life in prison if convicted. According to documents, Roski was angry over the recent mass shooting at an elementary school in Uvalde, Texas, and the leaked draft of a Supreme Court decision overturning Roe v. Wade. Let's uh, get a break in here real quick, and why don't we do this, Joanna? Let's sign somebody up for the skate party this afternoon, yeah. right? So the skate party's at 3 p.m. <laughs> what? I accidentally pressed the wrong button. Oh, Go okay. on. <laughs> Let's make it call at number 10, and this is the studio line number 9104995. You might need to dial in 915 before that. You have to do that for some numbers now. So 915-910-4995. This is going to come with $50 gift card you use at the outlet shops. And we're also going to take some tickets out. We will give you tickets for the show Bastardane. That's the uh, band that James Hetfield's son is in. And they're playing tonight at Lowbrow Palace downtown. So uh, we're also going to throw in some tickets for Bastard Dane. You could go see lead singer of Metallica, James Hatfield's son, Caster Hatfield. Oh, they're going to get to win tickets to see me and Joanna and? Yeah, right. So that, that show is tonight. Yeah. So all of this is happening today. Caller number 10. 9104995 will come back and wrap up the news right after this. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. All right, we're going to uh, finish up news. We'll have another invitation to give away for the skate party. That's this afternoon at 3 o'clock at Skate Rattle and Roll. Mm-hmm. It's the outlet shops. You get a $50 uh, gift card you can use at the outlet shops. Congratulations to our winner right now, Angel. You'll get to see me and Joanna, or Joanna and I. At the outlet <laughs> shop today, and you get the tickets to Bastard Dane. Bastard Dane. Yeah. That's the band with James Hetfield's son, who looks like like a twenty year old James Hetfield. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is at Lowbrow Palace tonight. See Bastard Dane. We'll throw in we'll just kind of roll those tickets in, and uh, you can collect those when you go out. So I guess everybody shows up at. Uh, Skate, rattle, and roll. Skate, rattle, and roll, and you're going to have the $50 gift cards and the Bastard Dane tickets with you. Okay. Got a few more stories we need to get to. And here is Nico with the rest of our news headlines. Good morning, Nico. Good morning, Buzz. Jackass star Bam Margera is back in the rehab facility he walked out of earlier this week. Sources tell TMZ that he was found in a nearby hotel by police and Bam willingly went back to the rehab. A crisis intervention team was at the hotel to help the troubled star. As we told you, Bam walked out of the rehab that he was ordered to enter by a judge because it was too restrictive. 
which I think is the point of, of rehab. When, well, I think it's the point of when they make you go someplace. <laughs> it's probably going to be when it's court ordered. It's restrictive. Yeah, you're not ali- allowed to leave on your own volition. So. Mm-hmm. From all your time in rehab, you know that, right? I'm no quitter. I've never been in rehab. <laughs> I guess if you escape from rehab, you quit trying to quit. Quit, yeah. Right. Well, it's no laughing matter. Okay. Bam's got some yeah. serious problems. He's, you know, I don't know if he's... I, I watched the new Jackass movie. I didn't see Bam in it. Wasn't there some kind of indication that he no. was going to have something to do with it or that he had... Well, he was suing him, right? I mean, He's, weren't they really yeah, on the outs them. against each other? Well, they were suing him for taking him off. Well, Bam was suing, suing Johnny the- and the other guys. Yes. Okay. But you're right. The, the The lawsuit did go away, and there was some type of resolution. I'm not sure if that included him getting screen time, though. That's interesting. Well, a Brooklyn music venue is canceling a sold-out show featuring the attempted assassin of former President Reagan. Market Hotel announced they were canceling the show featuring John Hinckley Jr., saying there was a time when a, when a place could host a thing like this, maybe a little offensive, and the reaction would be, it's just a guy playing a show. Who does it hurt? It's a free country. We aren't living in that kind of free country anymore, hmm. for better or for worse. Wait a minute. In the 60s, were people lining up to get uh, Lee Harvey Oswald on stage. Yeah, to, that's a good point. What are, what are they talking about? We used to live in a country where you could put a presidential, attend- pres- a presidential <laughs> assassin, <laughs> let him play his acoustic guitar and sing. A U.S. district judge granted Hinckley full release on Wednesday. He was found not guilty by reason of insanity, then spent more than 30 years in a mental hospital. He's now released without conditions after previously receiving a conditional release to his mother's house in 2016. Actor Kevin Spacey has been formally charged with four counts of sexual assault after making his first appearance in a UK courtroom this morning. Spacey appeared at London's Westminster Magistrates Court to confirm his name and understanding of the charges levied against him. The actor made no comment as he entered the courtroom surrounded by his legal team. He is accused of sexually assaulting three men in 2005, 2008, and 2013. I assume separately, not at the same time. The criminal trial isn't expected to get underway until sometime next year. The UK court system requires the defendant to be in court in order for the charges to be official. What were you about to say, this? Well, I, I know that the allegations go back 30 years or more. You know, a pretty well-known actor named Anthony, Anthony Rapp, Rapp yeah. accused Kevin Spacey. Um, Star Trek Discovery. Yeah, Anthony Rapp is on Star Trek Discovery. That's right. But do you know who the, the three men, like, do you remember what these these allegations are about, these three men? I, not the gory details or anything. Just, you know, part of a pattern of behavior on the part of Kevin Spacey that got him. There's somebody you don't hear people sticking up for. Right. Like in cancel culture. Yeah, Kevin Spacey got canceled, but everybody seems to be okay with that. I am. <laughs> yeah, I'm good with Although, I think he's been making some attempts to... To still act here and there. <clears throat> Do you remember that movie they had and he starred in it and then all this kind of... It, it's hard to say it all came out at once because... Pay it like forward. A, no. Uh, all Make, the money in the world and they just replaced him with 
Captain Von Trapp from The Sound of Music. Oh, that's Christopher right. Christopher Plummer. Yeah, because it's all about it was Getty. all done, and they just recast that role and did, did all the scenes that Kevin Spacey was in over, but with Christopher Plummer. Yeah, I forgot about that, actually. Well, a homeless man living in an SUV has given up his cats. All 47. Oh, my God. Yeah. A humane society shelter in Minnesota. How did this guy ever end up homeless, I wonder? (laughs) The cats ate him out of home and food. (laughs) Food and home. Um, A humane society shelter in Minnesota will be finding homes for nearly four dozen cats that were living in a car with their owner, not named Joanna Barrow. Thank you. The 47 cats were found in an SUV at a rest area along Interstate 35 north of Minneapolis as the temperature climbed to the 90s on Tuesday. A huma- was it a Cat-a-lac SUV? <laughs> <laughs> there was no lack of cats, but maybe it was a Cat-a-lac. I can't do the news and respond to you at the same time. Uh, okay. like, it's almost impossible for me to think of jokes and be fun with you. And try and because still you run. need to stay in a serious mindset. No, yeah, kind of. <laughs> Good. I don't need the competition. <laughs> Fine. I'll, but that was so funny. I'll pick all the low-hanging fruit. You do I'll just eat it. All right. Um, a, a Humane Society official said the man had recently become homeless, and in the sweltering heat, he realized he couldn't take care of 47 cats, so he let the animal welfare people help him out. The guy has... Well, pr- he just recently became homeless. Just recently. I guess he had Maybe been, the expense of having 47 cats had something to do with not... Paying the rent or, or whatever. I mean, I don't want to be judgmental or anything, but it right. seems Cats like... Cats don't seem that expensive, do they, Joanna? <laughs> They're expensive. <laughs> the guy had previously... They don't served... call it cheap feast. They call it fancy feast for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Damn it. The guy had previously... Stop it, it's not normal feast. It's fancy feast. <laughs> Can't do this news. The guy had previously <laughs> surrendered 14 cats that lived in the vehicle as well. So I guess the cat total had been somewhere around 60. Oh, my God. Yeah. That must have smelled pretty bad. Do you think it smelled pretty bad, Joanna, the SUV? Yeah, probably. That's such a small space for so many cats. Does one cat ever just kind of smell bad sometimes? Yeah. I have to constantly be cleaning out the kitty litters. Okay. I'm going to ask you a question. Sure. And... Keep in mind, you may be nose blind, but if somebody walks into your house, do they immediately know, oh, this is a house where a lot of cats live? No. My friends make sure to tell me. I have to tell them, like, hey, I need you to be honest. Does it smell like cat? Does it smell like cat lady in here? Exactly. Mm -hmm. And they say no. Good. Okay. Also, my mother mother would kill me if she smelled cat. She would always threaten me as a kid. If I smell that litter... Oh, wait a minute. So your, your mom cat. is not <gasps> a cat enthusiast on the same level that you not are? Not really, no. How many you got now? Five. Okay. So if you had to move into your car, well, you don't have a car, but if you had to move into an SUV with you your can five, live with five. I would take two. Oh, okay. Three. The other two are my sisters, technically. <clears throat> Just five, though. Yeah. How many cats, though, on a, at a given time are on your property? Outside on the porch? Yeah. Three, actually. Okay, so eight total? Yeah. All right. What? Wait, you have eight total? Well, well the, the plus the three, okay, the three okay, artificial okay. residents. <laughs> yeah. It's like a halfway house for yeah. them? Yeah, <laughs> they know. 
they're refugees. <laughs> <laughs> they're seeking asylum, but so far there's a remain on the porch policy. <laughs> 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 There's a vetting process that has to oh go on. God. The vetting process is you got to take them to the vet. vet yes. That's why they call it the vetting process. Damn it, Buzz. Damn it. <laughs> All right. We're going to finish this off, I swear to God. <laughs> An English scientist, also known as the world's first human. Are you still laughing back there? I can hear. You turned your mic off. I can still hear it. <laughs> An English scientist, also known as the world's first human cyborg, is dead at 64 years old. Oh, no. Dr. Dr. Peter Scott Morgan was diagnosed with motor neuron disease in 2017, something like Lou Gehrig's disease or ALS. As a result, he aspired to become fully robotic to extend his life. Doctors reportedly gave him two years to live after being diagnosed, but he postponed his death by five years. Among the operations he got were laser eye surgery, feeding tubes, and a voice box, as well as a remarkably lifelike avatar. He was the but don't top- don't a lot of people have mechanical uh, supplements? Anybody who's got a pacemaker is kind of a cyborg in a way, right? Yeah, kind of. All right. Yeah. He was the talk of headlines in 2020 as he was the subject of the documentary titled Peter the Human Cyborg. His family confirmed his death this week, saying he passed peacefully, surrounded by his family and those closest to him. But yeah, you're right. I mean, anybody that has a, a prosthetic leg, or I mean, you, you could say they're they're cyborgs in a way. But it sounds like he wanted to be as di- as cyborgy as possible. So I don't know, um, like the feeding tubes. I don't know how many people just have those regularly. I mean, a lot. Like a lot of people no, are no, on no, no. feeding tubes. No, a lot of people are on feeding tubes, but not electively like this. Usually it's because they're either in a coma or something else, but oh, okay. it doesn't sound like it's a preemptive feeding tube situation. <clears throat> what, was his, uh, what was his life-threatening condition? A, a motor, like uh, Lou Gehrig's. Like ALS or, or something. Or ALS, okay. yeah. Something that would be paralyzing, you know, your body pretty much for the, you know, waist up. <clears throat> and with the news, I'm Nico. All right, let's uh, do our late night roundup, and we put this together. What are you? What are you chuckling about? Can't get over the cat stuff. The cat. The cat puns. The Not, vetting process. What a <laughs> catastrophe that was. Uh, here's our late night roundup. It's the highlights from last night's late night uh, talk shows, funniest moments, and more. Here we go. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. We're going to get into uh, entertainment news. Joanna has a look at entertainment. There's only one episode left of Obi-Wan on Disney+. And this is a limited series, although I noticed that anytime I watch it, it says season one. Would they put season one on something that's just going to be a one a one and done show yeah then, they could do that just to you know make sure well when squid well squid game was on netflix but uh-huh. did it say season one i think so i can't remember actually uh, but i think they do that just so that you know people don't get confused or anything well the you- question that i i'm having more and more is in the original movie, you know, when they play back the message that Princess Leia put into R2-D2's memory. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You served my father in the Clone Wars. Mm -hmm. Not, 
hey, you remember that time on that planet where we're running from all these stormtroopers and those inquisitors? Remember, I was a little girl and we totally spent like a very memorable week or two together. Like, why would she? Why would she put it like that? Wouldn't it be like, hey, it's me. You remember me, the little girl <laughs> that Darth Vader was chasing all over the galaxy. Okay. Uh, spoilers, I guess. <laughs> I got a phone call here. All right. Good morning, morning show. It's Kim again. So I was just listening to Buzz argue with Nico about there's all this red tape and all this regulation for the oil companies and they see the writing on the wall. No, they don't. No, they don't. They are constantly trying to make more money and more money and more money and more money. And don't sell me some kind of cockamamie story talking about how, oh, these poor companies, it's just <laughs> harder for them to make a profit. No, they are making record-breaking profits year over year over year. And right now, they're abusing the system that's in place, as usual, just like Nika was talking about with stock buybacks, okay? And they're making so many high profits, it's ridiculous. So don't tell me, or anybody, frankly, that this poor, poor oil and gas industry, they can see the writing on the wall. Yeah, maybe they can, but they're not doing anything about it. All they want is to make a bunch of money, and it doesn't matter who they hurt. They don't care. So take that however you want to. But <laughs> that's what's going on. Yeah. Well, they're, I'm sure their version of the story would be that you know, starting refineries and the whole process of uh, bringing oil, crude to market has been made so unprofitable that that's why they're not refining as much oil. And then you turn around I and think the I've same politicians who... I think I've heard that in the talking points they give out to oil and gas companies. Like, all right, you want to make sure that you say how hard it is for us to make money and you want to make sure you, you bring up about regulations and everything. Just make sure you say that. By the way, the part that uh, Kim said about Make more money, more money, more money. That's the business model of every business, isn't it? I mean, that's what you get in a business for is to make money. And the oil industry, I want to be clear, for good reason, is having, uh, you know, we've got all kind. How do I want to say this? It's heavily regulated. It's but they're heavily still, regulated. They're still and making record be, profits. And it should be. They're making record profits this year, but two years ago... They weren't. It They're making Bobby. more money than they did before the pandemic. I think the the, the this for, first quarter where they made forty four billion in the first three months of the year was more in a, in a quarter than they had ever made before the pandemic. You know, the oil industry knew before almost anybody else about that fossil fuel is going. It leads to global warming. They've got scientists who give them the real report, and then they spin it a certain way. But I, I think the oil industry, if they're saying, yeah, there's all kinds of regulations. Yeah, there are a lot of regulations, but you can't turn around and then accuse them of being unpatriotic for not having more refineries. It's a lot well, of the regulatory stuff way, that's Buzz. made it unprofitable. Let me, let me bring it to you this way. What, how would you have felt if... During the pandemic, these companies that are also very heavily regulated, called pharmaceutical companies, um, if they started asking for ridiculous money for the, the, the COVID vaccine, if they were asking for exorbitant costs for it, uh, 
and they could say, well, you don't know, you don't understand what it took to develop this. We had to do it in two years. We had to do something so fast. Well, I think the pharmaceutical industry, what they did globally during the pandemic is a good example of an industry like we really need to do this because it's a matter of life and death. So they did things at co- What I'm saying is they're, they're a business make, trying to make money, right? But they didn't try and make money off of the pandemic. If I'm in, in if I'm in the petroleum industry, it's insulting that it's like you make it so hard for us to do our business. Wait, wait, but respond to my su- thing about the pandemic and the pharmaceutical companies. Yeah, the pharmaceutical industry really stepped up. And you don't think the the oil and gas company has any type of responsibility to do anything like that as well? What? Because there's a there's an oil uh, there's a I guess a gas shortage that's got a lot of different factors working for it. As to why, what I'm saying is, yeah, com- we all so understand high. companies are in it to make bi- to make money. That's what a business does. But as we saw with pharmaceutical companies during the pandemic, sometimes you don't put profit ahead of people. All right, so they need to go out and immediately open all this infrastructure, these refineries. Well, that's that not they what the pharmaceutical companies did, but they brought things down at cost. They brought things down to cost. So, I think, uh, yeah, help out a little bit, man. Help out. Help. The- Help the people. All right. I'm just putting in $5 at a time in gas right now. (laughs) $5 at a time because that's all you can afford? Yeah. (laughs) What's that, a gallon? Now it is. It's like four seventy nine yesterday. So El Paso is a little below the national average anyway. Yeah. Let's do it. Time for entertainment news and Hollywood notes with Joanna Barber. Good morning, Joanna. Good morning. Most fans already think Ryan Gosling is a doll, but he mm-hmm. literally is one come to life as Ken in the upcoming Warner Brothers Barbie movie. The studio has released a first image of the actor in the role, complete with bleach blonde hair, hiked down denims, revealing Ken on his undies, abs, and a spray tan. Margot Robbie stars as the titular blonde bombshell in the film, which was co-written and directed by Greta Gerwig. The romantic comedy also stars Kate McKinnon, Alexandra Ship, America Ferreira, Simu Liu, Will Ferrell, and actor Harry Neff. Barbie is set to roll into theaters in her dream car on July 21st, 2023. This picture sent the internet in a tizzy. I don't like it. Have you seen the picture, Buzz? Yeah, I don't like it. It looks like a middle-aged guy in a, you know, maybe dressing up as Ken for his for his daughter. You think he looks party. middle-aged? I, With, can't, well, I think he is middle-aged. Well, no, I'm sure he is middle-aged, <laughs> but he doesn't look anywhere close to it. You look middle-aged. I look maybe approaching middle-aged. <laughs> he doesn't look anywhere near it. I just don't like his bleached blonde yeah. hair. Did I don't he, know what they're at, going. I don't know what the tone of this movie abs. is going to be. But well, it's supposed to have a, this a famous female director. Greta Gerwig. Greta Gerwig. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. And supposedly she's going to make it uh, maybe not as misogynistic. Would you consider Barbie misogynistic? All right. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. My kids never complained about it. <laughs> did, I never complained. I loved Barbie. Did Ken have black hair or blonde? blonde? There was a Ken who had black hair. Yeah, I thought I remember. My, the Ken I got had black hair. I only had one Ken, and he had to share, like, all the other Barbies. <laughs> and so I would pretend, like, that they would all fight over him. Oh. And then at one point, I was just like, you know what, Ken? We're kicking you all off the island. 
We don't need you, Ken. And all these Barbies, because one of them was a vet, the other one was a doctor, a teacher. <laughs> they all moved was, into the dream house together. One of them was Lucille Ball for some reason. Yes. <laughs> uh, some of them were Spice Girls. And they didn't need Ken. And they didn't need to Ken make anymore. It at it the was Barbie dream house. All about girl power. Yeah. And that was pre Me Too, huh? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You were a trailblazer. Thank you. Or what? <laughs> <laughs> Star Wars fans will apparently get the chance to watch the entire Obi-Wan Kenobi series as one big movie event in theaters. According to StarWars.net, there is a theater listing that suggests the entire six-episode Obi-Wan Kenobi event series will be getting a limited theatrical engagement in Cineplex theaters on the day of the finale premiere that the finale premieres on Disney+. Plus. The date of the event is listed as June 22nd, and the length of the theatrical screening is listed at 5 hours and 20 minutes. Man, that's not bad, though. They're going to show all of them in a theater buzz. Can you imagine? Are they doing it here? No. Oh. Because I'd probably go and see You that. would go? Yeah. You totally For would. the whole 5 hours and 20 minutes? Well, it feels like a movie to begin with. It's not. It can't be. Five hours. Five hours? Because some of the episodes are only like 40 minutes long. There's six of them. We put... <laughs> oh, okay. You don't know how long the last one is going to be. Maybe it's going to be a little I, bit longer. The first one was almost an hour, and then they got... Six at almost 45 minutes. That's almost six hours. Yeah. <laughs> then you just take it back down a yeah, little. I'd like to see it on a big He's screen. what? I would totally go see it on a big screen. Well, I was going to say, Joanna, it already has like a very cinematic feel to it. Like it feels like they were thinking of, of the movies when they made this. So I could see that too, yeah. Oh, I could see a lot of people, but I didn't know if I could imagine Buzz doing that. But now you're saying, yes, you would. I could see him for this, for this to just see Darth Vader <laughs> yeah, you, murdering children. You have talked so much about how much you loved it. Yeah, especially if it was like, okay, and then at the end it's going to be this episode, the the final episode yeah. that I haven't seen yet and I get to see it in in theaters. In a theater. That'd be cool. And finally, it's hard to think of an animated character that is more iconic than Toy Story's Buzz Lightyear, voiced by Tim Allen. So when Pixar and Disney announced that he was getting his own feature film, fans were naturally overjoyed. Understandably, it also came with a bit of a shock when news broke that Tim Allen would not be voicing Buzz this time around and that the character would be played by Chris Evans instead. So why isn't Tim Allen returning to the franchise? While Tim Allen's controversial political statements have been part of his public persona for the last several years, Disney's decision not to bring him on board of Lightyear had nothing to do with his politics as he was recently cast in a new Santa Claus TV show for the streamer. In a recent for Disney. Pre- for Disney. Oh, yeah. oh, wow. In a recent press conference, Lightyear producer Galen Seussman explained that a lot of thought had gone into the casting of Evans, saying, quote, Tim Allen is Buzz Lightyear the toy. We weren't making a Toy Story movie. We're making Buzz Lightyear's movie. And so first and foremost, foremost, we just needed a different person playing that Lightyear separate from the toy. Do you get that, Nico? So <laughs> they're different characters. Tim... Tim Allen. Yeah, please is explain the it voice to me, Buzz. Yeah, break it down. Tim yeah. Allen is the voice of the toy. Right. He's supposed to be based on a real spaceman who's also a cartoon done in the style of Toy Story. In the Toy Story world. Who's played by Chris Evans. In the Toy Story world. Yes. Okay. Like in the Toy Story universe that Woody and Buzz live in and t- are able They're to talk toys. in. They're toys. I got that. Like yeah. one of the promo. <laughs> promo it's called. 
One of the promo posters has what it shows is uh, Andy going to a movie theater to see the movie about Buzz Lightyear. Oh, okay. You know, nice. the implication. Then he started pestering his mom to get him the, the new toy. In a recent interview with Vanity Fair, Lightyear director Angus McLean claimed that Alan wouldn't be a good fit as his version of Buzz, who is a little goofier and is a little dumber. And so he has the comic relief. Right. He doesn't even know he's a toy. Remember, right. that's a big thing is like, you are a child's toy. Does that make sense? Well, a little bit. I still <laughs> think they might have shelved Tim Allen. Tim Allen, I think, is... Like, his politics are a little on the conservative side. If you've ever seen... what What's the one that he's in? Last, Last Man Standing. Last Man Standing. Did I make you watch that when I was watching it? Yeah, you made me watch a few episodes, yeah. but it's not... You know, it wasn't... It's like, not he, he wasn't at the Capitol. It's not like Tim Allen was at the Capitol on that. January 6th or anything. It was a funny kind of sitcom, yeah. And he plays a guy that, you know, got famous for his political statements, and he works for, like, a Cabela's or Outdoor Men. Sweet. Yeah. Well, it, with your entertainment news, I'm joining Barba. And are you going to go see Buzz Lightyear then? I have no interest. Dude, I thought that was already out. I have yeah. no interest in seeing Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> really? None. Oh, but man. my daughter wants to see it, so I'll Aww. probably bite the bullet. <laughs> <laughs> go see it. Nice. And uh, did you hear that the damage to Marilyn Monroe's dress when Kim Kardashian wore it at the, was it the Met Gala that she wore yes. it to? Was it wasn't more designed. expensive than they thought. It wasn't designed for that fat. But <laughs> I, you know, for if there was damage ass, to the right. dress, I think that ass. We're all imagining. We know which seam probably burst, right? <laughs> yeah, the one near that ass. Yeah, right. And she went on some kind of extreme diet, but still couldn't fit it in. Maybe just can you let it out it? a little? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think they they don't do alterations to but also classic like, historic dress. Who yeah. was in charge of that dress? Oh, uh, Ripley's, believe it or not. Okay, so, well, idiots at Ripley shouldn't have let that dress be loaned out in the first place. They should have said, "Look, Marilyn Monroe was curvy by her day's standards, but, but not, she didn't have, not dad ass curvy." Yeah. She would think that you have a medical condition. Right. Like, if Marilyn Monroe saw Kim Kardashian today, she'd say, oh, my God. It's not It's not the woman. dress where she's standing over the vent blowing it up. It's the dress she no. wore when she sang Happy Birthday to JFK, right? Yes. It's that one. That and one. I guess uh, they, they're not saying what the... Is anybody saying, yeah, it blew the ass out of it because... <laughs> It's just too much ass for for one dress from the 50s or 60s. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Well, let's go ahead and do the weather. <laughs> Thanks. Huh? Let's go ahead and do the weather. Well, well, might as well get it over with. El Paso weather brought to you by Wet n Wild Water World. Mostly sunny today. 103 for the high oh. oh, my God. There is a little bit of a chance of rain. Uh, don't get too excited, but about a 15 to 20% chance of rain this afternoon. If we see the rain moving in, it'll be around 3 o'clock. It's raining everywhere but with me. Wh- what do you mean? I don't know. Like Other people are like, oh, it's raining. What, today? Like yesterday. Oh, but it's just avoiding uh, your side of the, yes, the, the exactly. city. Yes, exactly. 
A uh, little chance of rain overnight, and then uh, for the weekend, looks like we're going to be right around 100, mostly sunny on Friday, uh, 100 for the high temperature, and then Saturday and Sunday are going to be right, you know, either upper 90s or right at 100 degrees. El Paso weather brought to you by Wet n Wild Waterworld. You can get your season passes, passes for the entire 2022 season for just $59.99, available at any area Circle K or online at wetwild.com. It is only going to get hotter, and it's best that you make your plans early and get the best deal on tickets, too. So just $59.99 at any area Circle K or online at wetwild.com. There were a few things that I clipped out of the paper, and then where the (laughs) hell did I lay those things? The uh, the mayor, Mayor Late Leeser, clipped and, out of the paper. Yeah, Where did you do these clippings in your studio? Yeah, it would be or nice if it would be everywhere, like on your phone office. or or a computer, something digital, right? It'd be nice not he to have. He doesn't trust a, it. Yeah, this is the problem with physical things, buddy. Uh, the mayor and <laughs> Mayor Pro Tem Peter Schwarzbein had a meeting over their uh, the conduct complaint that Schwarzbein had filed against the mayor. So they worked something out, the El Paso Times reports. You guys uh, ready ready to skate today? Kind of. Joanna said that she sprained her ankle trying to put on her skates yesterday. Them skates are heavy. (laughs) Also, a cat got in the way. Pay no! Yeah. No, Junior. And then Junior's so fluffy. Were you going to practice skating around your house to see if you still had it? Yeah, I was. (laughs) That's exactly what I was going to do. I'm going to skate real hard. Do we need helmets? (laughs) You know what? Back in the day, I didn't need a helmet, so. Wait, do we need them now? Yeah, right? Buzz, lend us one of the helmets that you have at your house. Sure. Buzz has helmets. I assume at this point in life, <laughs> after all the crashes you've been in, I was may I was forced to buy a helmet after I had my bike <laughs> crash against my will. Yeah. But I was will. told you got to buy a helmet. But the thing is, a bicycle helmet would not have stopped. I I knocked my teeth out. The bicycle helmet doesn't protect that part of your head. It protects your noggin, but it doesn't protect your face. So, so I don't wear it. Yeah, your face is still vulnerable. So you fell like straight into this brick wall. Uh, it was a brick mailbox. It was no, it was a piece of fence. It was part of the fence, but it was brick. Yeah. yeah. So it was brick. So I I just gotten this electric bike, and I didn't know how cool. fast it would go, and I just gave it the gas. Wait, a wait, wait, wait. Bit, let's let's bring up some other details. Were you talking to your mom on Facetime? I was doing that. Had you taken a Lunesta? I had just taken it, but it, not enough for it to have really kicked uh, in. Really? I, I had taken it like five minutes before, and then my I, my mom called, and since so, I had her, I was like, "Look at my bike! I just okay, got it." So agree with so, wait. So now <laughs> can, confirm <laughs> or deny these these details. Were you on your bike with one hand using your phone to Facetime your mom and show off you on your bike? That's exactly what I was doing. While you were showing yourself off to your mom on FaceTime, did you have another hand on the accelerator? 
I did. I gave it a little juice. While you were talking to your mom with one hand yeah. on FaceTime right after you took Lunesta. So the bike takes off a lot faster than I expected. And it hits this stone or brick part of uh, it the It went fence. like two feet forward. Yeah, maybe four feet. <laughs> Honestly. Uh, oh my God. But I went, he didn't go far forward. It I was went, just fast. I went over the handlebars and my face, just without anything to stop it or block You didn't it. flinch or think to, let me cover my face. Joanna, like, that was happened. the Lunesta. No, it happened oh my God, so fast. It was the Lunesta. Oh, but no. I'm reflexes, you, dude. So also, he had one phone on his uh, one hand on his phone. Good point. What happened to the phone? It, it fell on the ground and <gasps> and your mom was on it the whole time. Yeah. Did she see the oh, accident happen? The- <laughs> no, I think at some point. It, again, it all happened. How in a worried second. she must have been when it happened. I think she was pretty worried. Uh, but one thing I could tell you is. Uh, Lunesta, I don't know about Ambien, but Lunesta doesn't go to work just like that. So it had not uh, kicked in. It didn't have anything to do with it. Okay. I will not sit here and let you malign Lunesta that way. <laughs> it was my own fault. Don't put the blame on my beloved Lunesta. All righty. Will not be a party to saying No, I'm things. not going to put it on Lunesta, but I guess I'm going to put it on like... Like a helmet probably wouldn't have helped in this situation. It would not have. That's a good point. But yeah. a lot of stuff wouldn't have helped in this situation either. <laughs> there were so many factors. There were so many factors. A lot of wouldn't have helped. <laughs> hey, the uh, new season or the first half of the new season of Stranger Things is now Netflix most watched English language show. Of all time. All right. And the reason they say that because is Squid Game Squid still Game the number, is one? number okay. one? Squid Game is number one overall. Uh, but this puts Stranger Things at number two overall. Uh, Squid Game, just to, I don't know if these numbers are going to mean anything to you, but Squid Game had 1.65 billion hours Oof. viewed within the first month that it was on Netflix. And. Yeah, that blew up quickly. Stranger Things has 781 million hours viewed. It's only been out for 17 days, so it surpassed Bridgerton Season 2, which had 656 million hours, and Bridgerton Season 1, which had 625 million. Anyway... Did it live up to everything you were hoping it was going to be, or did it fizzle? It did. It was really good. It didn't? Especially because I thought, I'm not going to watch it this season because I didn't really like the third season. You didn't really like the second season. Yeah, I didn't it, really like the second or third. And so I thought, oh, I'm not going to watch this one. But then my nephew put it on because that's the show we watch. And it hooked you. It hooked me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, I've got a little more. Nico brought this up yesterday in the news. We talked about it a little bit. Disney is offering a a tour of the world, all 12 of its parks around the world. Mm. And they're only selling under 100 of these. What do you remember? 75. 75 75 of these for $110,000. All right. It's called the Disney Parks Around the World. And it grants you access to all 12 of the parks on planet Earth. 
Also, I guess you also will you'll get to go to places like the Great Pyramids of Giza and the Eiffel Tower, things that aren't owned by Disney, <laughs> but <laughs> yet, yet, well, yeah. Okay, but the main question remains: Will I be able to go to the front of the line to every ride that I want? That w- you better for a hundred. That would 000. be that would be a deal breaker for me if it was like, no, yeah. you got to wait in line, or you got to, or even if it's like, well, we're gonna give you a a fast pass or a flash pass. It's like no, 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 no. no I no. want to go to the front for hundred ten thousand dollars. You better treat it like when Michael Jackson used to show up at Disneyland. I just get to somebody yeah, takes me. Yeah, I want my own car on Indiana Jones. Yeah, all right. So, I want a person in the Mickey Mouse outfit guiding me at all times. <laughs> all right, exactly. So, so what it is? This isn't a lifetime pass. It's over the course of twenty four days, twenty three nights, and it's on a private jet. So the stops include Tokyo, Shanghai, Hong Kong. Paris. I guess the you know it's all twelve of the parks, so it's got to be the one in California and the one in uh, Florida too, right? Is there a Disneyland Hong Kong and Shanghai? Yes. Huh. Good to know. Uh, it is going to include stops at famous places like the Taj Mahal in India and the Great Pyramid of Giza in Egypt. Those are not Disney properties yet. yet. I mean, eventually. Come on. I think we can all assume they'll own everything. Yeah, they'll own everything eventually. It also includes 68 meals as well as accommodations. They are selling 75 tickets, and I guess the way I'm understanding this is it's a single ticket price. Like, if you're thinking, oh, me and my wife will go, or I'm, I'm going to take my kid, you know, it's then you would have to pay another $110,000 if you wanted to go with a guest. Who would do this by themselves, right? I'm sure you know what I'm sure there are plenty a of people really out there that rich, do it. Right. lonely person. Well, I was also going to say who can afford to take off 24 days in a row? Rich people. Yeah, it'd have to be somebody that that doesn't work for 24 I days. I don't have that PCO. Yeah, right. And also, I wonder. If yeah, you, that says if you have a travel companion, they're going to need to pay. Uh, you're going to have to pay another hundred and ten thousand dollars. Oh my god. You have to pay a fee of 11000 though, if you do it alone. So if you don't go, so if you don't spend $220,000 so it's you and a guest, they're going to charge you a fee for being a solo traveler. It's $11,000 11, for being such a sad yeah, sack. It's, it's a, <laughs> I think it's called a sadness fee. Mm. The trip is scheduled for next year, 2023, from July 9th to August 1st. You can go to adventuresbydisney.com. If you want more details, but they're only selling 75 of the tickets. Now, when they say private jet, do I get my own jet or am I on with a bunch of other schmucks and that's our private jet? Did you, did you not read it? said like you're all, all 75, it seems like, are going as a group. They, they are selling You'll 75. Be traveling in a group. Okay. Not really what I think of as a private plane, but all right. Right. Is this sounding like a, a good deal if you had that kind of money or does it not even sound like a great deal if you were flush with cash? No. No, even if you are rich, it's, it doesn't sound like it's worth it right now. Like, if, let's price it out. You're going to out-Disney yourself. That, too. And you're just paying paying an exorbitant premium for it. Let's price it out. How much is it to get into one park, Joanna? What's oh, the no. ticket price? 100 bucks. Let's say 100 bucks. A little over 100 All right. And let's say for the Fast Pass, everything, let's just say 200 Right. And there's 12 parks? Oof. All right. So you're looking at... A, a few grand. 2000 yeah. Just for in- entrance fees. Well, this is your, your airfare. 
Okay, let's say another 5,000. Your m- meals, I guess. Sure, another 5,000. It still doesn't come close to $110,000. What about hotel? Where am I staying at? They're providing they all providing the, the accommodations provided. Okay. Let's say another five. For that kind of money, I think I had to get to kill like an American teenager like in hostel or something. <laughs> oh my god. I think it's cheaper to kill <laughs> right, an American. Right. I think I think in a hostel, hostel they were it was, it was it like came 10, in 10,000 I think. It, you know what? This Disney trip doesn't sound worth it. Let's do the hostel trip. Let's, Let's do, do the, the hostel, hostel trip. Right. You get to kill a teenager in every continent in the world. <laughs> it's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. Hey, we've got uh, one more invitation to give away for the skate party at Skate Rattle and Roll, which is at the outlet shops. All the invitations are going to include a $50 gift card. You can use it any of the stores at the outlet shops. I'm going to check out our website, klaq.com, and tell you some of the uh, stories that are up. And, Joanna, eventually we're getting into uh-huh. what has become like a series of articles about this <laughs> weird giant house that you wrote about I'm strictly so from a. With it. You wrote about it strictly from a real estate standpoint yep. when you started. And then it finds out there's a really interesting. <laughs> History to the house. Yep. Uh, so just be aware we're going to get to that coming up in just a few minutes. Have you uh, seen a headline that has anything to do with, like, if you see a folded dollar bill on the ground, don't pick it up because it could have I saw have something fentanyl. like that. But I didn't read the whole thing to find out, like, why you shouldn't. And I thought, like, oh, it's going to be one of those things where they're like, what would you do? And then they come up to you and they're like, why are you taking that dollar bill? <laughs> it's not yours. No, no, no. Uh, so if you get into the story, the story says that they're finding folded up dollar bills. Don't worry. I'm going to I'm gonna fact check it for you here. But, okay. Uh, they're folded up dollar bills that have fentanyl. And it says that by coming into contact with your skin, it could mm-hmm. kill you or your children. Like if it can- And the implication is that some... Madman is leaving is intentionally leaving up dollars with fentanyl on it to kill people. So I looked into it. First of all, uh, most of the medical experts on it say that. All, it, make no mistake, fentanyl is super powerful, like a hundred times more powerful than even heroin. Right? It is if ingested. Yes, but most of the experts say you're, casual contact. You're not gonna. You're not going to OD on it. So, also, they were able to track down. There were two cases, and they were both at the same gas station in the same county. Probably the same guy. It, okay, so anybody who knows at all like how drugs are carried around, sometime, what happened was the guy got his wallet out, and his party favors fell out on the floor. Sometimes people carry their drugs in folded money. Nico, were you aware of this? I, I had heard um. something, yes. So it's not like a, a crazy plot where they're trying to poison people with dollar bills. If somebody had fentanyl, also known as Goodfella, inside a couple of <laughs> Is dollar that really? bills. Is yeah. that why you kept going around yesterday and like grabbing everything? Is this Goodfella? 
Is this good fella? Is, was he doing that? Yes. What a weirdo. <laughs> I know. Um, just, so we're not confusing anybody. Fe- while fentanyl is uh, mainly, mainly abused illegally, it is commonly used in the hospitals. It is a legal drug that is used for pain relief and is used in surgical procedures all the time. And also, so while you, while touching fentanyl, like dried fentanyl powder that may have been on a dollar bill, won't won't go across your skin and get into your blood system, they do make patches for fentanyl. So if you get a fentanyl patch or you put it on the on your back and, and it would go through your skin and you just leave it on for a day or two, those you don't want to touch with your bare hands. The fentanyl patches you don't want to touch with your bare hands because that could actually get into your skin. Okay, but the dose would, would be, it would a, be a, an appropriate dose for people for pain relief anyway. For, pa- for pain management. management. But if yeah. somebody who wasn't prescribed it decided to touch it, then it might, you know, affect them a little differently. No, I was, I was looking into the story. It, it seems like, yeah, somebody had some some uh, some China girl inside a couple of dollar bills and they accidentally fell out of his pocket. The guy's probably wondering, like, where's my stuff later in the China day. girl. Is, All right. Was that your 1913 word for heroin back then? I'm just telling you that uh, that is a uh, that is the street lingo for fentanyl. Well, <laughs> Joanna, did you know fentanyl, uh, heroin, morphine, opium, all the same thing? All of them. Yeah, they're all the same thing. The more you know. Mm-hmm. I've also got an article. Uh, a lot of people are freaking out this week because they announced that Lady Gaga is in talks to be in the Joker sequel. And this is the sequel to the Joaquin Phoenix movie, which to me really seemed like, okay, well, this is a standalone movie. And there was a report earlier this week that Lady Gaga is in talks to play Harley Quinn and that the Joker sequel is going to be a musical, which all sounds almost like a joke, like they're setting up for Lady Gaga to do a parody of Poker Face called Joker Face. (laughs) Ha, 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 ha. (laughs) <laughs> I hear all of these before they ever get to you. So oh, yeah. I, that's why I watch you to see your reaction. <laughs> but when we were talking about it, yeah. I might owe you, you one of you guys some credit. Here's the way I think it could possibly work mm-hmm. out. Okay? Yeah. So Joaquin Phoenix, Arthur Fleck. You yes. saw Joker, right? Yes. Either he's in prison for killing Robert De Niro on national television. Or he has a successful stand-up comedy career. Nope. <laughs> or he imagined he did all... You know, because uh-huh. remember the end of Joker, spoiler, uh, it turns out that his whole relationship with Zazie Beetz was... The woman it, across the hall. The I woman think, down the yeah. hall from where he lived with his mother. Made that up. That was all yeah. in his head. It was all imagination. She had no idea who he was. Remember? Yes. Okay, so he is in prison <laughs> and... Uh, you know his psych, uh, psychiatric. Uh, what what is Carly Quinn in the comic book? She's like she's a, psychiatrist. a psychiatrist, right? Oh, okay, yeah, so we'll go with psychiatrist. That. So she, she was an Olympic level gymnast as well as a gymnast in college. And while in college, she got her degree in psychology, went to medical school, and became a psychiatrist. All right. So Lady Gaga plays this character who's a, a prison psychiatrist. All of the musical numbers and the romance and, you know, the whole thing between mm-hmm. Harley Quinn and Joker is all in Arthur Fleck's imagination. So but so is he, the singing, But so right? is the, so are the yeah. numbers. So that would be cool. That's what I told you, yeah. 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 Do yeah. I, oh, that oh, was you. All it right. was me. Yeah. It was me. Do I need to give you some of the credit for yes, that? Yes, because you made me think this was your idea yesterday. <laughs> he made you believe it was his. Yeah. 
And we had a whole long discussion about it. <laughs> I mean, me, me going like, man, what an awesome concept. That was really... <laughs> you know what, though? I just kind of thought about it. And uh -huh. they kind of did this already in an episode of Scrubs. An episode of Scrubs, one of the patients is a woman who has um, a, a brain tumor. And everything in the show is a musical. Every, all, the episode, uh, uh, all the dialogue is musical. But it's all caused by the tumor? Yeah. It's all caused by the tumor in her head. Oh, wow. And I think she sees... Who's the guy that made Cheers? Created Cheers? You, you know all about old TV. Norman Lear? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think Norman Lear did Cheers, but okay. Well, he shows up in the, in the episode. Oh, okay. Yeah, I could see them doing that. We've got two competing Jokers going on. So you've got Joaquin Phoenix. If they make a sequel to this one, that's still going. And then... The Joker showed up at the end of the uh, the Batman, the one that just came out with the vampire. What's his name? Oh, Robert Pattinson. Robert oh, Pattinson. The movie. What's it was called uh, the, ba the, the Batman. Batman. <laughs> wow. All right. Okay, so they're they're obviously not going to tie oh my this the, the Joaquin joke the Joaquin Joker. Let's call it. They're not uh -huh. going to tie that in with the Robert Pattinson Batman. Also, are they done with? Uh, the guy who was Morbius. What the hell's his name? Jared Leto. Dallas Buyers Club. Jared Leto. No, the guy that's the singer from 30 Seconds to Mars. Jared, Jared Leto. Leto. Okay, yeah, Jared Leto. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. And the reason I say is because he had a pretty big part when the Snyder oh cut gosh. of Justice League came out. What the hell was oh, that right. called? Dawn of Justice. It almost seemed like, oh, we're seeing more from Jared Leto's Joker. Maybe we have three concurrent, and they even referred to him in the Harley Quinn movie that came out, Suicide Squad 2. So I don't know if he's still like actively part of it or not. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's talk about the, uh, the polyamorous <laughs> house. So when you posted this, it was just like, here's a big house. This house is for sale for $2.5 million. And I, you know, we made some jokes. Who can afford this? Well, only the city manager could probably afford this. <laughs> but when you but posted pictures. But my whole pictures, thing was like, whoa, this house is crazy. It's like if you went to Luxor at Las Vegas, but like the Wish version. And also, what's with that conference table in the bathroom next to the shower? That's so funny. Yeah, it's an open shower, so it's got a conference table, so it looks like people sit up and watch somebody take it a shower. Right, or they just and, play poker while somebody's showering away. And then what I noticed on your article was a lot of people who are commenting, like, I've been in that house, mm -hmm. I recognize that stripper pole. Yes. So what did what have we found out about this house? Well, which is in the willows. Some by the claims. Way from the original article of people saying like, well, some of the women there worked at the Red Parrot. Um, it was like a sex dungeon and there were these insane parties and then Nico brought up that he went to the house. I haven't been, I've been in front of the you house. You dropped somebody off You've at the house. You people yes. off at the house and stuff. I can and it's like every time I look up something about this house, I find out something so bizarre. And this latest revelation is just gives you a little bit more clarity a polyamorous family lived in that house so it was one man named jd and he had six lovers lovers yeah but lovers. weren't there also additional guys there were two other there? guys so all together there were nine of them living in the household i never met the other guys those two other those were, i've only met jd and you've the, met jd 
Yeah, well, when I when he he hired the comics to do a stand up comedy at the Red Parrot Strip Club. Right. So, so they he's would like the head of the house. They would he's have the one that. You and know, did they sing? People. Were they a singing group? So remember that the the words something for the fellas came up, and everyone was trying to figure out what is this? Is this like a an escort service? As something for the fellas turned out to be a singing group led by four of the women in the the polyamorous relationship. And I can remember when the commercials were running for the Red Parrot that there was going to be some kind of singing group there, and I'm like, okay, well that's kind of right. weird. So. The so, house is on the market, the but does it still them. have all the the furnishing in it? It has the like the murals. It has like an Egyptian motif going on in the house, and that's what's still there. Is there a reality show based <laughs> on this polyamorous? It looks like there family. was the beginnings of a reality show, or maybe it was just like a YouTube mini series thing. But the New York Post had this thing called whole lot of love and it was all about this polyamorous family from el paso the picture uh, i can tell without even playing the video that they're all at the mall (laughs) sunland park mall you can see the sign for the greenery in the background in the article i do have it's three videos all together and there's the one that introduces the whole family episode one then the one where he says you know he breaks it down who's who in the relationship and then the one about how they make money and that's where they describe what something for the fellas is okay can you give me the brief version of that? How do they make enough money to live in this mansion? Apparently, they all all together because they do shows, they sing, uh, things like that. They come up with three hundred thousand dollars a year. To which I say that's kind of low for nine people in one house. Somebody is not pulling their weight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's actually a good point. Uh, I had heard JD had said that he made his money in, in tech or oh, in, tech. in software. <laughs> Webcams, uh, well, maybe. in the in the show, it's it talks more about the something for the fellas group, well, singing group. Uh, so they never sang. I never saw them sing. No. Um, okay, I take I take it back. Were they when they did you ever see them at the Red Parrot? Yeah, they were, were at they the Red like Parrot. Shot girls. They were the shot girls. They would be bringing around uh, bottles of or shots of whatever. I gotta say, I really have my suspicions that there's more going on that we still don't know. Kind of right, With all but this. you know what? I, now that you mentioned it, I remember because what they would have was a, a, a stripper, and then a comic, then a stripper, then a comic, then a stripper. That sounds awful. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, that sounds terrible. How do you follow up from a stripper? It's so hard. Right, it's gonna be just the everybody's. Worst. Everybody's like, bring the girl, naked girl back. That should be the reality show. Uh, yeah. Right, you, nobody's there to. Nobody goes to a strip club to, to see hear comedy. Jokes. <laughs> It's absolutely got to be the worst. Um, I had so much fun doing it, though. It was a lot of fun. Did you? I remember. And you know. And you were probably. Stand-up started at strip club. I mean, you knew knew that, right? Burlesque Burlesque shows. shows, That's where it was starting. And that's why I thought it was so cool. The idea of somebody getting on stage and telling jokes really started at burlesque shows back in the 40s and 50s. Which I thought was so cool to be doing it again. I was like, man, I'm part I'm, I'm part of history now. I'm doing comedy You're at a in strip it club. Now. And then it's just like, ladies, fellas, take off your... <laughs> I, could, I could see the strippers being ticked off because it almost they seems were, like you're... They were like, you're, you're effect- taking our tips. You're affecting their tips. Did they tip you? No, 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 no. No, just the time but, that we were up oh, there. Oh, but they took When they're up the doing their thing, that's right. time yeah. that, 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 that they could be there. Oh, it was so fun. They can't... 
I mean, maybe they can. I would imagine it would be hard to do like a table dance or a lap dance while somebody's doing comedy. They weren't also so, playing the music, right? Airplane what? food, right? What's the deal? <laughs> <laughs> captain Crunch. Is he a captain? Is he in the Navy? I mean, and somebody's trying to grind to that? Yeah. Right. So even the str- know, I never thought about that. I could imagine even the girls are pissed off yeah. that they got comedy. It was at fun. A strip so club. much fun. And and that's the house. There's right? the house. That's definitely the right house. There, yeah. Sunland Park Mall. And there's the mall. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> there's the house. They got a bunch of kids in there? Yes. Okay, this is like a cult. Well, they have children, you know, because they share one husband or one man. Well, but some of them have children outside of the relationship. Okay, that makes more sense. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> that sounds that's like his a daughter. Pimp. Yeah, that's that, his that do- sounds his like daughter, a pimp. Yes. He cares for these ladies though. Now how Their would Eskimo comics brothers. end up at the polyamorous house? How, what? Walk me through that, Nico, because <laughs> Nico. Some of the local comics would end up at the polyamorous house that we're hearing about, right? Right. So you know, I hear the parties were epic. I, I'm not telling you to name. No, names. I'm not. I'm, I'm not going to. I'm just trying to put just, the know, or, I'm just trying to put the order of events of my life in, in order. <laughs> <laughs> you know how many how many open mics I would go out to and stuff, right? All of them. I mean, as many as you could. Which and you know, if I was putting them on, it was almost every night. And JD would be at several of the shows. Now, they weren't always at, at a bar. Sometimes it was the comic strip. Um, sometimes it was at other places. But he was a fan of the comedy and uh, a fan of, of some of the comics. So he would come out, hang out, invite them over afterwards. That's pretty much it. Okay. Is he, is he a pimp? No, no. Oh, so he. This was a thing. All the comics, because you know the comics, and the, they would all try and hit on the, these women. Yeah. I mean, I. I but know, that wasn't happening because this was not. No, they were still trying to hit on the women. But no, no. no but the women weren't weren't reciprocating, reciprocating. because they were yes. part of this polyamorous family. And I've told Buzz before. Like, I brought my girlfriend last year to a comedy show, and I told <laughs> her like. Hey, just so you know, some of these guys might try and hit on you in front of me. (laughs) Like, that's just who they are. (laughs) Not all day. Not all day long. (laughs) Not all day long. Anyway. Okay, can I be honest, though? I want to watch... I want to watch more. Uh, There's more on the, th- on this article. I think I would watch this show. I would watch this show. No, yeah. this TV show needs to continue happening. Yeah, and this was from last year. So do we know I anything don't know about... why they didn't continue yeah. with it or what's the status what of the show? Right. I mean, come on, they'll put anything on TV. How is this? Not- <laughs> the Kardashians have had like 20 know, seasons. Right. Why can't we get one season of get this? Get on it, Ryan Seacrest. Okay. If I was able to reach out and find JD, would you talk to him? Yeah, I guess Hell so. Yeah. Does he? Did do they? Are they all still in El Paso? Or do I don't they move know. On or? I don't know. This was all accidental, by the way. For totally. some reason, real estate post of like, look at this fabulous mansion. Yeah, do Zillow really gone well. Wild. They do really well mm-hmm. when you post them. So we're encouraged. In fact, I think it was probably even a tip. 
from corporate. Hey, check out this yes, crazy house. It was. So it's not like we were trying to out this as the cult house or the polyamorous no. house. I like calling this it the F house. The F house. <laughs> Somebody in the, in the chat a- just said, imagine going through that place with a black light. <laughs> All right, let's uh, take a break. We'll come back. we got one more segment, uh, one more invitation for the Skate, Rattle, and Roll party, which is later today at the outlet shops includes a $50 gift card you can use at the outlet shops and we'll come back and wrap up the show right after this.